do you make toast? Well, I'll tell you if I don't make toast by watching an adult man with pink hair climbing a tree. The hell's that about? My day started with me glancing out the window Wait, of today? my office. Yes, this morning. About 9.30, I saw a man standing in the street corner, dancing in the street into traffic, and then he capped his Were little dance. Were you at work today? Yeah. yeah. What? He capped his little dance by climbing a tree. He was two stories up a tree, which, by the way, did not look like he could hold his weight, but somehow did. Was this your dad again? My, yes, my bald dad with his pink hair. <laughs> but no, this guy well, that's was, almost Easter. He, he could have been faster. dance and everything, oh, and, so, and I was mm. so scared that I was going to have to, to spend part of my day describing to a police officer. Oh, yeah, when you get already... Exploding, like, a you know... Like a, t- a Tupperware container full of chunky soup. Well, you, you can already uh, hear yourself giving testimony in court as, yeah. as, as to how shit happened. Yeah, that's always a good afternoon. For the first time in my life, I had to call the police non-emergency line. Why was this guy doing this? Because he was he was probably troubled and homeless. Also, it was crazy. I thought there was going to be a funny punchline to this. No. Like his cat was in the tree or something. No. Was he an older guy? Uh, he's probably in his late 40s. Oh, so he was not sexy pink-haired guy climbing yes, into the Bill. tree. That was my main objection, was that he was not erotic. What does this have to do with toast? What's your favorite kind of toast? Because I was trying to start the conversation (laughs) with something that I actually wanted to talk about, an experience that I had, as opposed to you riffing on the nature of toast. Uh, do you like French toast? No. Do you like normal toast? My wife loves French toast. Actually, I don't dislike French A, your wife is a good cook, and B, she makes amazing breakfast stuff. Yeah, my wife is the queen of breakfasts. Oh, you don't cook anyway. Why am I asking you how your favorite toast is? I started trying to cook. You know what my specialty is so far? Yeah? I make really good white rice. I know you're going to laugh at me. I make amazing white rice. Okay. It's fluffy and perfect. Out of your butt? (laughs) No. Where does the white rice come from? How do you make it so good? Well, you have to let it rest, Bill. (laughs) You have to let it rest. You don't. Those Uncle Ben's instructions are so tight. <laughs> hey, fuck you. You have some white rice, you'll change your tune, oh, my yeah? man. Aww. Hey, everybody, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast. I'm Annie, maker of perfect white rice. Uh, this is Bill, maker of love. <laughs> What's up, babe? <laughs> uh, we're here with the. What the hell? What, was, so, we're recording on Thursday nights now. Yes. When does this podcast go up now? Is it Bill, supposed to be Fridays? What's tomorrow? Wait, what's? Well, I gotta check my Lego calendar. Billy, this boy. is the podcast Tomor- for. It is Thursday, February twenty first. The tomorrow will be the twenty second. Uh, a week until March means. Oh, it's only a week of uh, winter left. Yeah. You know what's good to eat in winter? What's that, Bill? Toast. Toast. <laughs> it warms your belly. It warms your toes. This toast. is just. I, I just try to work up to our title of this the week's podcast. <laughs> Oh, what is your already? What is your toast Bill, protocol? Bill. Hey Bill. <laughs> Bill, what's your favorite kind of bread to make toast from? Um There should be a funny you know joke. I can't, I'm trying week's... to think of something terrible. You know how in last week's episode your joke was just killing the podcast of dead silence? <laughs> I think discussing toast is the literal example of that. <laughs> what kind of bread? No, man, toast is a fucking to- a fr- uh. toast in all its forms. Yeah, I like sourdough toast. I like potato bread. Toast. I just like man, fuck potato bread. It's fuck got potatoes. Potatoes are, are tortured. You me? That's worse thing than what's the uh, potato chips that's made of potato powder. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, they come in the tubes. Pringles. Pringles are as big as my penis. Do you not like Pringles? No, they're good. They're just weird. There's like space Pringles. It's like, really, Pringles are like like a thousand years after humanity has destroyed itself. <laughs> and like the the, 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 the the cavemen living in the post-apocalyptic ruins, uh-huh. like they hear about potato chips. 
And this is what their idea of what they think potato chips. This is their, this is their museum replica of what they think potato chips may have been like is Pringles. Bill, I will fund this commercial of yours. That you're oh, I forgot. I forgot to mention we have a new sponsor this week. <laughs> Pringles, everybody. Pringles toast flavor. Uh, Pringles. Did you, did you read the article that was floating around about flavor scientists and all that? Yeah, I, the... I put that in the show notes. So oh, if you wanted you? to talk about it, because you didn't have anything to talk about <laughs> yeah, this, this week. I uh, this week work went kind of pear shaped this week, so I've been very distracted. Yeah, but. Uh, well, the sex workers are unionizing, and <laughs> Annie, right. Annie, Annie owns a, a boat making company that is that mostly you hire the sex workers when they're not having sex. I was really waiting for you. Well, it's that, winter, though. and no one wants to fuck when it's cold, but and that's when you have hands, them build the. So you have the hooker shipyards. <laughs> they build ships like shaped like giant tits. Those are a huge thing in Thailand. I'm really enjoying your your Annie's life AU here, Bill. Yeah, the smoke comes out. It's like milk coming out of the nipple. That's great. <laughs> what happened? What the hell were we talking about? What's going on? How was your week? What else? My week was okay. <laughs> Bill, what'd you do? I had milk coming out of my nipples. I have one thing to talk about this Did week. Have we so. talked about most guys seem to assume that boobs are just already filled with milk and all I have to do is punch someone hard enough that the tit on the milk just shoots out and then sure. suddenly their tits are automatically gone forever? Sure. I, I, I once knew a guy in high school who was he was really worried that his girlfriend would get in a car wreck and shoot all the milk out of her tits and that she'd be flat chested for the rest of her life. Now, Bill, we had two... to look up in a science book to make sure that this is not like we had to prove to him, like, no, this is what the boobs are filled with. There's actual stuff in there. It's not just like. Well, most dudes also think that nipples are like a single point out of which milk. Yeah, comes. it's a sponge. It's not just a big fucking hole. Well, it's kind of a nozzle. Bill and Annie's boob corner. <laughs> boob anatomy Dear corner. Christ. What were we talking about? Bill, how was your week? It's okay. What'd I you do? I finished the poster for the Stumptown Comics Convention. I'm not going to talk about that on the radio. Oh, is this week... Is it looks this, awesome. Is this week... Oh, this, this week, week is, is the, the big Wizard... Portland Wizard World well, Convention. Well, that's not the big... It's up... It's the Wizard well, World Well, it's there. It's Wizard... Wiz, does Wizard World run Comic-Con? They run all the other shitty comic They run the shitty right? Comic-Con. Like, all around the country. Well, yeah. the, at Wizard World, they're trying to start up a new, uh, a, a Portland Comic-Con. $70 for a ticket to get into the Are goddamn thing. Are you kidding me? Look up the website. It's 70 fucking dollars. For the local indie comics festival, it's eight bucks. Yeah. And I think Rose City Comic-Con. Rose City, which is the other big, like, mainstream Comic-Con, that's like, like, 12 bucks or yeah. something like that. It's not... 70 bucks. Well, this one has got, like, Stan Lee. We shouldn't be talking about because fuck these guys. Is this... Orson Scott Card coming to this. Is this why everyone's suddenly upset about Orson Scott Card? <laughs> yes, Bill. That's why everyone's upset. With Orson. Do you really everyone not know why everyone's upset? No, with everyone at Periscope Card? Studio was shit talk like Steve Lieber Do you really and Jeff not know Parker. What's going on? No, what happened? Orson's well, got... he's an asshole. But well, like, Orson's... what happened? Well, this... he's not just an asshole. He's on like the National Organization for Marriage or whatever. Yeah. That's trying to well, I know why he's an trying... asshole, but like, why is everyone he's, upset this he's week? He's writing run on Superman. And... You mean Superman without commas? <laughs> but no. It's like... <laughs> It's, it's like Superman is literally supposed to represent. I just a picture flowers for Algernon, but Superman. Without Sonny, just gets stupider. He turns so, into bizarre Superman. So I'm sorry, are, I, I asked you an honest question. You're trying, trying to, to answer, answer it, and I'm just making. He's, uh, they're okay. doing a, a, like an anthology series or something, and it's okay. going to be day one digital and all this, and it's all this initiative, blah blah blah. But yeah, Orson Scott Card is yes. writing the first one. I think well, it's all about Jeff American Parker. blah. Really? Yeah. Well, no, no. You can say it's about America. Blah blah. No, Bill. Uh, Superman is supposed to be the best of us. Superman is supposed well, to be... Well, for a long time, one of, one of like, the, the racist part with America was supposed to be the best of us, too, like, 50 years ago, but yeah. Oh, 
Okay, so Sandors has got turned back it's, in time. I'm not saying it's a good ago. thing, but I'm just saying it's, it wouldn't be the first time someone standing up for truth and justice in the American way turned out to be a racist fucking shit tar. Well, no, no, no. He's not racist though. He's a bigot. The difference is, it is one thing to hold bigoted views. Uh-huh. It is another thing to be organized to be part of an organization that is actively trying to destroy non-heterosexual marriage. That is the difference. It is one thing to say a thing. It is a one thing to actively organize against. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When does the Superman comic come out? When in should a, we in should a month start boycott? Oh, it's soon. Yeah. yeah, fuck that shit. That that is why everyone is mad at. Our we should have invited him into Wizard World. We should have sent him an email saying, "Hey, we're gonna pay you a thousand dollars. We're gonna have a check behind the Arby's on Route 90 <laughs> for your for your appearance fee at at at, at Wizard World Portland." Uh, meet us at around 8.30 p.m. Man, speaking of bigotry... Behind the Arby's? So I'm very spoiled because I Jesus. fell in love with a woman in Portland, Oregon, which is big old Mo Levin town, and mm-hmm. I all my friends are very gay-friendly. My family didn't care. Like, they love me, whatever. Mm-hmm. I live in a bubble. I do. The only time I ever feel like a second-class citizen, and I hadn't really analyzed my feelings on this... I, ha- I totally freaked out at a f- a, uh, one of my best friends from childhood a couple of years ago got married. And I freaked the fuck out. And, you know, just pretty much torpedoed that friendship in a way that I do. What'd you freak out? What would happen? Well, you know, I really was jealous. I was jealous that oh, she Oh, just because they got married. Have, she got, No, 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 no. Not that she got married. That she was able to have a Catholic wedding. Oh, like, this really. is after you became gay. Well, yes. That is oh, my, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, that this is before you became gay. That no, you got I, upset. I said this is the only time I feel like I said I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. So I and I didn't at the time. I wasn't really. I kind of felt like that was what it was. <laughs> I I'm talking to my little sister. My little sister is getting married in October. She's getting married in the same church that my mom got married. Oh. Uh, that my grandparents got married in. She getting married in your mom's wedding dress. Yes, Bill. And I. No, realized, that's a serious question. No, she. But your not. mom was 300 pounds when she got married. Yes, Bill. Makes that a ridiculous Dude, question. if anything, my sister and I could only wish to be as svelte and awesome looking as my mom. My mom looked very much so like a young Julie Andrews. In Your mom day. is a sex ninja. My mom is a sex ninja. Anyway, no. She's still listening to the podcast. And I re- hope not. <laughs> my mom was beautiful on her wedding day. She was gorgeous. My mom is still beautiful, but she yeah. was really stunning. And uh, But yeah, I felt all at once, I, almost, I started shaking. I was so upset. When you found out about this lady getting married. I'm talking, I'm talk- I'm talking about my sister. Getting married. And I realized that that's what happened with this other friend of mine. And, like, I only... I've been thinking... You know, I've been thinking a lot about Catholicism lately. What with the Pope and all. And it's funny. I don't... I don't feel Catholic anymore. I don't want to be Catholic. Yeah, especially but that now. Is, Jesus Christ. And, you know... Did we talk about this in last week's podcast? We did. Why the, the, why the Pope resigned? Because the fucking motherfuckers had an arrest warrant for his ass? Well, you know... Or something went down. Well, no It one, wasn't just him I going... Read, Bill, did you actually read that document? Me tired. A certain European country has an arrest warrant out for the Pope. I'm like, this is the most veiled bullshit yeah, I've Yeah, no, heard. it's, uh, what's, uh, Dr. Doom's country? I think that was it. <laughs> I think so. That's how I read that article. Well, the Pope's eyeballs were failing, Bill. Well, what happened? Well, I was so pissed off at... Not Peter Ustinov, who we were just talking about, Orson Scott Card. Yes. I also said... I was Orson Scott Carr, meet us behind the Arby's of Route 90. And I was like, also, we have an arrest warrant for the Pope. I have an arrest warrant from Transylvania for the Pope. The Pope has slayed too many vampires. We're going to kick his ass. Anyway, yeah, it's weird. I don't, I'm not, 
Catholicism, when you're raised Catholic, it gets in you, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Life. I've known so many people who were not, de- you know, the opposite of a practicing Catholic, but just because they grew up Catholic, it it it's, it forms you. Yeah. It, it, it like yeah. And I I I had I had I was and I wasn't just it wasn't just a panic attack. I was mad. I was so hurt. I was mad. Because your sister got married. Because my because these people can have this is the one thing oh, I yeah, can't yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one thing I when can't they can have. perform basic functions that you can't. Well, it's like I don't care that I I got domestically partnered and I'm fine with that. My yeah. wife really does is not fine with that. But there's something about the ceremony and being allowed to do like there's it's just yeah, like I married. can't my my sister is getting married in the church that my mom got married in and my grandparents and got you can't do in, that and it's totally not something I can do and it never will because gay marriage gay marriage is gonna happen within my lifetime I I think so granted I may be an old old woman. But it'll happen in the next twenty years. Uh, maybe it, it really counts on old racist people dying. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah. just like almost all social change, kind of just you <laughs> exactly. just have to wait it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that something that I time mean, is your best the friend. The Catholic Church will not condone. <laughs> Church think, might be dead. I just hope before the Catholic Church will come out and say maybe you could put a rubber on. <laughs> that's, that's, I know. That's so, all. Well, I'm did you hear that supposedly because like there's supposed criminal stuff going against Pope Dracula or whatever, <laughs> Pope Palpatine or whatever yeah. he is. Supposedly that also this opens up uh, a path oh, for, for the churches. money of the church to get yeah. fucked up by the oh, cops yeah. and stuff. Because the implication is that that whatever country that um, has this warrant out for the Pope will start seizing church assets. Yeah. Not to say that would destroy the Catholic Church overnight or anything like that, but that's, I mean, that's where they get all their power from is all that fucking money. I'm just going to throw it out there. This isn't the first time the Catholic Church has had its assets stolen. I know. I don't think that's a... What are you talking about? Catholic Church has never had any problems with anyone before. <laughs> They've never had any kind of altercations with any kind of But anyway, yeah, law. it's funny. I am not the sort of person to get to get mad at people about yeah. things. Especially people who's not. What's funny because that's not that's not even one particular person you get angry at that 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 kind of situation. Or someone's got a card you can. I kind of did. I got mad at this person who was my best friend. I kind of got mad at my sister. I had to go take a walk and cry. Like it was ridiculous. I've never felt that way about anything. And the thing is, is when I grew up, I never once thought I'm gonna have a catty wedding because I didn't think I was ever gonna get married. I thought I was gonna be a nun. But I was like, I I like you say you're you're not even fucking kidding either. Like that's just a matter of fact, yeah. But uh, uh. Man, it's just weird. It's something I never wanted until I couldn't have it, and now it makes me fucking mad. It makes me fucking mad. It's so weird. Why mm. am I mad at my little sister? It's not her fault, but I am. You could stop sending fault. her like death threat emails and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. She posts on Facebook. Here's me and my garter. Blah blah my blah. Sister, getting ready to get married. My sister is my number one favorite person in the universe. I know you totally love your sister, and but it's really like, not. I'm well, not, it's not mad her fault. At her. It's it's just the situation that divides you two am, between what she can do, so what she can't. I am so jealous of her in this weird way. Like I would not. If what's funny is that if the option were available to me, I wouldn't do it. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but there's the fact that you can't do it if you wanted I don't want to. to yeah. <laughs> well, because in that in that situation, you are a second class citizen. Yeah, it's yeah. Just weird. I never felt that way. I feel that way. Just like it's I can't weird. fit into a C three PO costume, <laughs> you can't get gay married by the Catholic Church. It's more like a C nine three PO. Oh, I see. I had to think C triple X three PO. You see my brain struggling. No, C three X X X L P O. Three thousand. God damn it! I hate you so much. You don't deserve to get married. So what I saw on this week? Speaking of being fat, I bought a dress. <laughs> so I, oh, I'm, no. trying, I'm trying to be. I, I, I'm. I, See, oh, this I, is Aunt Bill's fat. Annie's just. Uh, I'm, I'm too big for clothes. <laughs> oh, wow! What the hell what did you do? Well, no, no, no. It's like, 
it's hard to buy if you're not. I'm kind of in between plus size and most stores biggest sizes. So yeah. shopping, shopping when you're any size is very difficult. What the hell did you but, do? Naked, my no, 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 no. This is so I bought this dress online. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cute. I'll try it out. I don't normally buy dresses online. Was this recently? Yeah. Try it on. Well, what's very recently? What's funny is I suddenly realized that I had it shipped to work. <laughs> I bought a dress from this company called Pinup Girl Clothing. Aww. And it just occurred, they do great, like, retro stuff. And I realized, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have a package arrive at work for Pinup, from Pinup Girl Clothing. So and did it arrive? No, it's going to arrive in a couple of days. And oh, like, what kind of dress That was maybe then? not the most professional thing I could have done. Is Pinup Girl for, like, specifically for big ladies or just, like, well, all kinds do. of shapes and sizes? They have, I, I think I will fit in the high end of their plus size. So what's the dress like? Uh, it's Because you've found some cute pretty goddamn dress. amazing dresses in the last couple of years. Well. I only own four dresses, so that's more dresses than I own. This is true. Well, no, so far, you had though. the thing you wore to Dylan's wedding. You yeah, got that's one. You got like what two different blue dresses? No, I have one blue dress. Oh, that's so just that's one two. blue dress. Jesus Christ! What are the other two? Uh, I bought a wedding f- or a dress for uh, uh, a different event, and that's three. Do you have any dresses that cover up the boobs or anything like that? Because I'm surprised how daring you are with boob showage. What am I going to do? I got big tits. Well, you could still... Well, I mean, I guess you really them? wanted to do is you could well, try no. to hide them. See, but... that's part of the problem. It's the same reason I have trouble buying shirts, is that, you know, when you got big tits, all of a sudden you've got this one one ratio, yeah. <laughs> ratio of clothing that's kind of outweighing everything else. And so the only way you can fit into things is if you have things where boobs can spill out. Nah. So. Nah. Just wear a white t-shirt. Just kind of like make it super long. I'll give you one of my t-shirts. You can wear that as kind of a little cocktail dress. There you go. And a man. Problem solved. Put a little belt on it. You look like you look like the bald uh, chick from uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Is all I'm saying. (laughs) What's great is that I showed I was showing my wife these these dresses from Pinup Girl, and they do a lot of really good cute stuff, but a lot of super vivacious, like super sexy, uh, super sexy. Yeah, what's called Pinup Girl, right? It's like kind of Mad Men y and like you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's is it? It's not actual retro tight. dresses, right? Well, it's, they're it's... not. They're not actual vintage, okay, but they're yeah. they're based on. They're kind of riffing on vintage stuff, and it's funny because every time I showed Foley the website, her basic response was, "I'll be in my bunk." <laughs> like, Jesus like, Christ! Go back, go this back is to really that one. if you want to look like Joan Holloway from go Mad back Men. To that this one. Is... Wow. Yeah, I wish I wish they had a store nearby because then oh, I buy more of their dresses because I don't impressive. know about their. This really is designed for people fits. with big boobs, though. I mean, that's kind of well. It's it's clothing designed for more normal women back in the fifties, which yeah. that was more accommodating, like a normal human figure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's actually pretty but yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, this is pinupgirlclothing.com. I really can't wait for this package. From and you've got clothing. porno clothes coming and exactly to work. <laughs> it's Jesus. like hey, everybody. All right, fine. <sighs> hey, Bill, how was your week? I asked you this three times, you didn't answer. Uh, I should probably talk about this, because we're trying to get this done sooner and later so we can watch the Parks and Recreation wedding tonight. <laughs> or at least I am. Uh, what the hell did this? I mean, I played some more Fire Emblem. I can't yeah. stop playing that fucking game. I've put sunk 25 hours into that Whoa. game. And everyone's making babies. Yeah. It's the best game! This week, all my characters started reproducing. Yeah. It's funny, because this thing is, like, you get to uh, you get to pass, like, halfway through the game, like, chapter 12 or 13, like that. And suddenly, you have all these new characters dropping in, and they're all like, Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, we're from the future, and we're your children. Can we oh, fight really? with you? It's, it's just an excuse for your characters to have kids, but still yeah. have them be old enough. Sure. Uh, so you That's can still fight with you instead of just being newborns. Because yeah. the idea that, like, something happens at the end of the game, things get fucked up. So your yeah. children have co- come back from time from 15 years into the future to kind of yeah. keep shit from happening in the future. Yeah. And so I guess all the characters you're playing as are dead 
in their timelines. They're like, <laughs> I only remember you when you were when I was five years old. It's so great to meet you. But like all the characters again, Fire Emblem, all the characters are really greatly written. Yeah. And so having all these characters kind of meeting their kids for the first time that they yeah. don't know about Aww. and like, oh, it's great and like all these ridiculous no, combination done, of parents. I, your 3DS so I, I will totally lend you. It is it is super goddamn cute. It's a great time killer too. Yeah. Man, I should this year. I love it. Um um so probably next week I'll be uh, done with that. Um, I watch what else? Mission Impossible. You I watched, watched. Yeah, I, watched, I want to talk about something you did. I watched. I've been talking the whole however long we've been. Not sure. Yeah, you did just spend twenty well, minutes talking about Catholicism. I did. I was trying to change so, so you could talk. I also watched Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Roast Protocol. Toast Protocol. <laughs> You know, that's going to be a new uh, episode roast of Good Eats, is Roast Protocol. I, yeah. It was a really good one. Yeah, goddamn, Brad Have Jordan you seen good Mission Impossible 3? Because yeah. I've watched this just the so only, I can talk with you. The only Mission, Mission Impossible movies I've seen are Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I've not seen oh, okay. the first two. The first one's okay. I've never seen the second one. The first, the third one was a great movie. Yeah, I, third, it was a really I like great the third one movie. better, though. I just, It was well, something about the fact there's Russian guys or bad guys in the fourth one, where it just seems like... Well, see, what I liked about them is that they weren't bad guys. Well, no, actually, they're kind of... I liked that they were, they they were, for all intents and purposes, their crew on the other side, you know? Yeah, exactly. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, it's like kind of a Russian cop going, trying to chase, uh... Who's John John Stamos? Who's the main guy? <laughs> Tom Cruise is a weird looking motherfucker. Well, he should have cut his fucking hair in this one. In the last, in, in, in the Mission Impossible you don't like Three, his mullet? he's got normal hair. In this one, he's got like he's got the mullet. He's got Fire Emblem hair. In Mission Impossible <laughs> Four, did you just watch it on Netflix? Because yeah. that's what I just streamed it yeah. too. And people in the UK probably don't have Netflix. They're like, oh fuck you, asshole. <laughs> but uh, no, it's cute movie. His girlfriend is cute. A, it's a, such a beautifully shot movie. Like you, I mean, we were watching that movie, and you could so tell that he, he his viewpoint was from animation, and yeah. especially like especially how freeing three D animation is from your camera usage. Oh yeah, because he's some moving. Shots in there that were crazy. I'm assuming that movie was shot in three D because especially anytime there's kind of any kind of tall building, the camera goes crazy, like flying over the building and twisting around just to I show think, the depth of everything. I think part of it though is just Brad Bird is not afraid of using the camera. Like there was this one great shot, something that in any other movie would have been moderately mundane. Yeah. Well, not mundane, but when he has to climb the building. Yeah. And so what they do is they kick out this window it's that building in dubai that's so incredibly which i'm watching that whole segment of the movie i'm like oh yeah spec ops how you doing i did too i was like hey spec ops so he they they cut the window and then he's gonna go climbing out but he they're on like the 47th floor or something and they're way crazy help but the camera it starts from behind him looking out onto the city and then it kind goes with him out and then comes above him yeah it is one of the most compelling camera shots i've seen well, I thought I assumed a lot of that was just CGI too, but looking at uh, I think it was all crane Wikipedia. Dude. It was it was all practical crane stuff yeah. where that was actually Tom Cruise stuck to the side of that building with a shitload of safety cables oh, and yeah. stuff attached. But that that all that stuff got erased. But that's actually Tom Cruise on the outside of that real building in it's Dubai. That shit, which man. I that's, it's like Tom Cruise is kind of ridiculous, yeah. but I do he sent he I, I I do give him props for the ridiculous shit he'll go through to make yeah. one of his stupid Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, well that's one of the things he's not just a star in those movies; he's always the producer. Yeah. So he he has the weight to kind of push around. He'll be like, yeah, well, I'm going to be. I'm going to be on the side of this building. We're not going to do it CGI. Yeah. I'm sure they're insured up the ass for me in case he falls off. But man, like watching that, that movie, I really want Brad Bird to do the young the Han Solo movie. 
Because he just does such a good goddamn... Bradbird, you know Bradbird's gonna do a Star Wars he movie. He better it's do inevitable. a Star Wars. But I want him to do the... Star I want him to do War. the... Um, uh, I want him to do the, the, the Han Solo thing. Because he does a good job of getting warmth and character from brief moments without sac- without bringing the action to a halt. Yeah. I was really impressed by that. Well, I, I, you have a lot of... Uh, I like this movie, too, because... I, I like Siskel and Newport. I like this film, too, I also, because... Well, Simon he, Pegg, he, like, he shows up in Mission Impossible 3, but he only yeah. shows up for, like, two quick scenes, and he's just... Yeah. Yeah. comic relief he's actually one of the main operative guys in this yeah. movie this time he actually gets to fuck shit up a little bit too, yeah which is cute oh the fucking sawyer at the movie yeah. starts we're like hey it's sawyer poor josh oh it's sawyer he's dead 20 seconds later spoilers everybody josh holloway poor josh holloway and then he gets shot by inglorious bastards yep they're like what the fuck i thought all the performances in it were really solid yeah Jeremy renner in another so I was thinking about it. I don't understand Jeremy Renner. He he's obviously shows up in this movie to be the replacement for Tom Cruise when yes. Tom Cruise leaves the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's only like three years younger than Tom Cruise, yeah. and he's even more muggle-faced. You'd think you'd like get like a Renner. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, somebody who's like a good decade younger, not somebody who's yeah. just like his little brother who looks even more like a mug. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner's fine, even when he's flying around in a suit of armor. <laughs> <laughs> this is also this is the one Mission Impossible movie where the gadgets are almost practically magical, yeah. <laughs> where they're yeah. so unhinged from reality. But I thought that the scene that Bill is referring to, there's a scene where he has a suit that is basically magnetic. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy Renner puts on a metal suit of armor. Yeah. that's under his clothes. So that, so Chain, that it's Simon essentially Pegg, a suit of chainmail. Yeah, Simon Pegg can magnetically levitate him. Like, yeah, do reverse like polarity. Jeremy Renner. Uh, Jeremy Renner has to fly through this like series of tubes. I can't remember where the it hell this is. It was a great. Is. Well, it's to get into like the server room or whatever. But I thought it was a great r- r- a call but, on the the classic uh, Tom Cruise dropping in. Well, on exactly wires. that first shot when he falls down, and he almost yeah. impales himself on this warring family that's made out of metal. Yeah. The only reason he saves himself is because his but that whole magnetic sequence, suit I is made was a of nice metal. Riff on that but idea. Then, in order to fly Jeremy Renner, Simon Pegg has to like has to control this little robot. With like a, like gravity plates like on it that magnets. that help yeah. Jeremy Renner fly above. Oh, it's just fucking that movie's ridiculous. Also, there's they steal a gag from Toys, the Barry Levinson Robin Williams movie, where uh, Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise they have to sneak down a hallway by using a reproduction screen yeah. to make it look. Although in in Toys they were doing that to uh, uh, to fool a security camera. That was a yeah. lot easier. In, in uh, Mission Impossible 4, that. it's trying to fool a guy who's standing there watching them do that well, by using this weird that they, perspective. Like, tra- yeah, they track his track. eye where his uh, to get the perspective. I right. hear that's gonna that's that's what the PlayStation Four is gonna be. <laughs> um, I thought, but no, that whole I thought it was great that it was action sequence chased by an action sequence chased by an action sequence. But it uh, did it feel exhausting or anything? The main chick like in the movie is cool too. She was, she was great. awesome. I thought she was solid. She kicks uh, Glorious Bastards out of fucking wind. That was great. <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway, yeah. spoilers for Mission Impossible Four. Everyone's already seen it. the movie's like two or three yeah, years I was old. Yeah, but yeah, it was, but it was really solid. I really want to see Brad Bird do a Star Wars movie, real bad, real bad. <sighs> who should be Han Solo? That's the more important question. If you get Brad Bird, then who's going to be his Han Solo? Is it going to be Craig T. Nelson? <laughs> it's all going to be CGI. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Brad Bird directing it like like a Dude, like a Pixar style. Oh man, in particular, I mean, you'd want it live action, but Han Solo, man. Because I was thinking about that. I'm like, if I don't want him to do one of the trilogy. I don't want him to do Boba Fett. I want him to do Han Solo. Are they really going to do a Boba Fett movie? No one really seen... Really? That was the rumor. The rumor is they're going to do a Boba Fett. You already saw Boba Fett's backstory. Yeah. They're going to do a Boba Fett and a Han Solo. They're still... Well, that's right. And they're also supposed to do Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Does Jabba get his own web series? (laughs) Is it called the AinaCool.com web series? (laughs) Waga, 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 waga. Hey, Bill, what else? What else? Uh, Toast Protocol. (laughs) 
I watched Argo from the other guy who's likely to get a Star Wars yeah. trilogy movie. Yeah. Um, I can't believe Ben Affleck's a good director. Yeah. I'm amazed. I've like, I don't know if I've, maybe this, is this the first movie I've seen directed by Ben Affleck? He's directed other movies. What were they? Uh, Tard, Re- Tard Revenge. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> that was him. He was trying to rip off the Glorious <laughs> Bastards and stuff like that. That was kind of fucked up. Crossed Bill, with one cuckoo. Tell me about the Argo. Argo. <laughs> they actually make this joke of Argo, fuck yourself. Half a dozen times in the movie. No, Argo is about Middle East shit. You're such a nuanced and speaker. Ben Affleck, he looked like Shipwreck from G.I. Joe because he got beard. He looked, he got Crayola beard. It's hilarious. Uh, He's like, Middle East, you got our people from America. Uh-huh. We got to sneak them out. Uh-huh. We got Everyone already knows this. We got to make a fake movie. So yeah. we say, hey, Middle East, we're going to... Make a fake movie. <laughs> I, I, this might call back to last week's episode of the gag of just uncomfortable silence in the middle of Bill talking. No, no, it's 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 Ben Affleck. He plays an FBI. Or is he a CIA agent? I think he's a CIA agent. He's an American man. Who gets charged with rescuing a, a half a dozen people from um, not not it's not the Iran hostages that got holed up for four hundred forty four days. Do you know anything about that? Yes. Iran. They had a bunch of hostages that. in nineteen eighty. This is about four people who actually managed to escape the embassy before it got uh, run over, by taken over by uh, Iranian people, mm-hmm. and wound up hide, hiding out in a Canadian embassy in Iran for hmm. a couple months. Mm-hmm. And so um, the United States government knew they couldn't do anything to help the people who were still stuck inside the United States embassy, yeah. but they knew they could try to help these people who had escaped over, like, it's almost practically next door to the yeah. Canadian embassy. Uh, but... They just, so they decide that they're going to try to at least get these people in the Canadian embassy who uh, the Iranians don't know that they've escaped from the United States embassy that they've taken uh-huh. over. By send, yeah, uh, they devise... What is it? Um, ben Affleck, he's like CIA agent. He's all like, man, we should make pretend it's a movie and we're going to film a movie in Iran. It's mm-hmm. going to be a space movie. Yeah. And so he spends half for a whole first half of the movie coming, coming up with this fake movie. Yeah. Talking to... Um, it's... Who's the guy who plays Sully? Not Sully from Uncharted. That was my first Sully thought. from Monsters Incorporated. Oh, John uh, Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman is, oh, he's John like, Goodman's well, it turns out like John Good John Goodman's in it. He plays uh the special effects makeup guy. He's a legendary guy named uh John Chambers who directed yeah. who or he didn't direct. He made the makeup for uh the, the Apes and Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, and a whole bunch okay. of other stuff. Turns out. I just watching the movie he was a cia guy he worked for the cia doing makeup stuff for huh. spies and shit like oh, mission awesome. impossible type stuff supposedly i don't know if that's how he got his training or because he had already got his training in hollywood then he wound up being roped into cia stuff but like i had no idea watching this movie i looked up his wikipedia file yeah he was a cia agent dude Sounds he actually like he got like find a biography on it yeah fucking john shit. chambers the motherfucker so anyway uh ben affleck cia agent he ends up talking to john chambers who's i guess is also a cia agent or something like that and so they devise uh, this fake movie so uh, Ben Affleck can, can pretend to be a movie producer mm-hmm. and fly into Iran and pretty much pick up the six guys yeah. from the United States embassy that are now hiding in the Canadian embassy yeah. and say, hey, these six guys, they've only been here for a couple days. They're part of my scout scouting crew, yeah. like looking uh, for locations to film our new science fiction epic in Iran. And the whole reason why is to create a fake production is mm-hmm. so that when Iran calls at Hollywood yeah. to make sure his credentials are okay, it all yeah. checks out. He even brings a copy of Variety where they put a, 
like they put a real ad for the fake movie for like oh, really? we're filming this in Iran right now. Yeah. And that's uh, kind of amazing. It is a goddamn cute. It's 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 fucking hilarious because half the movie is not even about Iran. It's just about uh making fun Hollywood. of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, especially like. Uh, right after Star Wars came out and everyone's like knocking themselves out trying to make a Star Wars ripoffs. Yeah. So it's 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 very goddamn cute. Spoilers, uh he wins. <laughs> well it's Good. weird because like he concocts this crazy plan to sneak these six people out of Iran. Yeah. And it's the rare movie where pretty much everything goes according to the book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you know you know, you know from just from yeah. history from the marketing of this it those people well. is it yeah. ends well. But like nothing really goes wrong in his plan. It gets yeah. a little hairy at, at some points, but like Unlike Mission Impossible 4, where they'll yeah. have a crazy plan and sometimes sh- shit will go wrong. Yeah. And uh, they'll have to improvise. Now, in this movie, they pretty much come up with a plan and they execute the plan and that's the end of the movie. Which isn't <laughs> bad. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming they're going by real life, so they didn't really yeah. have too much free license to just make shit up. Other yeah. than the fact that um, Ben Affleck's character is supposed to be Mexican. Oh, yeah. Which I guess explains the shipwreck cartoon action figure beard. He got crazy hair. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Well, I'm glad you came away with the important um, parts of this movie. The dude from Space Camp is in it. Took, really I, I spent the whole movie going, this motherfucker, I know this motherfucker's face. <laughs> Halfway, right before the end of the movie, I'm like, this motherfucker from Space Camp. <laughs> not not the, who's the Leaf Phoenix guy? Who's the little baby guy? Who you were asking Have you ever person. seen Space Camp? I, oh, I think I saw Space Camp when I was a baby. Oh, and I have seen shit. it since. This is, the, this is the older dude who's trying to make it with Leah Thompson. <laughs> Not the young guy who thinks uh-huh. he's Star Wars. Yeah. But he's in the movie. Uh-huh. Well, no, the funny. The whole movie, like, there's a whole, like, blowjob to Star Wars in the movie. You'll have to see it. Now, just, I think George Lucas is totally going to offer a Star Wars movie to Ben Affleck. Just because this movie shows, uh, well, I'm going to rewind this. They had been talking about uh, Ben Affleck was, uh, supposedly, this is real, that Ben Affleck was this close to being offered the directing job on episode seven. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out he didn't get it. And everyone's still saying he's still up from one of the other movies. And I yeah. cannot fathom why it's Ben fucking Affleck. Yeah. Why can't he give Ben Affleck a, a Star Wars movie? But watching Argo, I can totally see why uh, George Lucas... George Lucas is not necessarily in charge of these films, but I'm sure he's a voting participant in deciding who gets to direct the, the Not anymore, dude. He just sold all his shares. Well, it's still... He, he's, he's still <laughs> yeah, buddies know, with, I like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucasfilm is still making the movies. No, he's still... Yeah. I know. I'm being a dick. Um, but... Argo is so much about, like, it's it's mocking Hollywood, which George Lucas is a big fan of, and it's also depicting Iranian culture and the kind of, like, it's respectful, but it still kind of shows what an alien and weird culture yeah. it is, and so if you ever wanted to show, like, a weird alien culture in Star Wars, would be a good pick for that. Yeah. And also, he, like, he keeps on, like, putting Star Wars stuff in this movie, because the whole, the, the movie ends with uh, Ben Affleck coming home. And, like, snuggling up with his kid in this room full of Star Wars action figures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And actually, the end credits roll over close-ups of, like, Star Wars and Star Trek action figures yeah. and stuff. And kind of making fun of the fact that the movie is all about this fake science mission yeah. movie they try to make. And yeah. The only, the, one, the, the only real bummer about the movie is supposedly the storyboards for this fake movie that Argo is based on. The, the, the fake movie is Argo. Yeah. In, in the movie. Okay. The fake science fiction film. Uh, supposedly in real life, the guy who drew the storyboards for Argo was Jack Kirby, famous comic oh, really? book guy. Whoever uh, drew the storyboards for the real movie, the shit doesn't look anything like like Jack Kirby storyboards. Why did you use the original storyboards? I don't know. Well, also it doesn't look like Jack. It doesn't even look like storyboards either. It just looks like like kind of comic book art. It looks like somebody tried oh, to do Jack yeah. Kirby. Yeah. But not even. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But hmm. and the movie opens with storyboards, mm-hmm. like actual. It's it's actually storyboards of. 
Uh, it's fucking good. It's I'll yeah, watch it's, it. It's cool. It's like, one of those movies where like it sounds good. Everybody says it's good. I'll watch it when it's on Netflix. It's okay. It's not that great, but I I didn't regret spending like four bucks writing on iTunes or anything yeah. like that. But it's pretty good. Bill, tell me about Percy being a wallflower. Uh, Percy being a wallflower about Bill Mudrum when he was nineteen or whatever. Yeah. How, what, how old were you when when I had? When you go to high school, how old are you? I'm the wrong person to ask. Like fourteen. Oh, that's right. You you dropped out of school when you were like. That's right, Bill. Because I was pregnant <laughs> with Jesus's baby. You got that Catholic, yep, huh? Yep, that oh, Catholic. Jesus. No, uh, Person Being uh, a Wallflower is a movie I'd heard, always heard great things about. I had no idea it was based on a book that's supposedly a modern classic. I've heard people refer to it as. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Ordinary People by Way of My So-Called Life. Yeah. Do you get any of that? Nope. No. I watch you. You never see Ordinary... Um... <laughs> Pootie Tang. You should love Ordinary People. It's directed by uh, Sundance. It's the first movie he ever made. Yeah. Yeah! It's about a depressed kid who tries to kill himself. That doesn't sound like anything I'm ever going to watch. I know, exactly. And so, guess what? A person being a wallflower is about a depressed kid who tries to kill himself. Uh, I, it's, 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 it's about this... Uh, person being a wallflower is this kid. No, that's not the kid. This is the movie. It'd be weird if the kid's name was Perks. So like, give you a break. I'm running out of caffeine. I talk too much and I get lightheaded. No. Do you want me to give you a break? Do you want me to talk about Barbarella? What's what about Barbarella? I watched Barbarella. Should I Perks would be a wallflower's long name? Do I need an acronym for that? What's it? Just call it Perks, baby. Pub. Call it Perks Flower. Poobow. Perks Flower. Okay, wait, no, I'll finish a per- parks, uh, parks and Recreation of a Wallflower. Uh, parks and Recreation of a Wallflower. <laughs> it's about this high school kid in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the early 90s. Spoilers, I was a high school kid in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the early 90s. No, this kid is exactly uh, going into high school. Oh, the kid starts off, it's, 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 it's all about this kid going into high school for the first time in 1991, which is the exact year that I was going into high school for the first time. Uh, it's just about him being, um, uh, he's kind of picked on stuff because he's super smart and he has terrible social skills and kind of gets beat up by all the other kids at school. And it's about him befriending a bunch of other uh, socially retarded people and them being best friends and yeah, yeah, yay life, yay life and stuff like that. But it's crazy. Emma Watson in it? Yeah! What's her American accent? Terrible. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's terrible or if I'm just so used to hearing a British accent coming out of that mouth. So hearing her say, talk any other way sounds like she's retarded. Because she's like, hello there, I love soup. Like, what Amer- I don't know if that's a good American accent or if that's what American accents sound like to British people, mm-hmm. but I thought it sounded weird. But yeah, no, she ends up playing the girl that uh, this uh, Perks of World Perks and Recreation of a Wallflower <laughs> falls in love with, um, which is weird because there's a whole thing where they go to like she performs in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. and she's actually part of like the sexy dancing people, like oh, like she's like Columbia or whatever the hell in the show, and so it's yeah, you can see Hermione being all sexy. And I was like, I can't deal with this movie. <laughs> like the guy, there's a scene where the movie, like, you think the guy's gonna kill himself, and I was like, ah, this is hilarious. But Hermione dancing sexy, I was like, no. <laughs> I like fast forward that past that part. No, it's like what? It's like it's like trying to get turned on by your by your little, like little nephew or something mm-hmm. like that. Fuck that shit. Not to say she's unattractive, but no. Mm-hmm. I draw the line at masturbating Hermione. See, that's how I feel about the Harry Potter people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rupert Grant. You see Rupert Grant's supposed to be getting a TV show? What? Yeah. I'll masturbate to that before I masturbate <laughs> to Hermione Granger. I'll masturbate on his ice cream truck. 
so anyway, uh, my so-called life. Um, I was freaked out. So he plays. So uh, yeah, Emma Watson plays um, this this cutesy hipster pixie chick that yeah. he falls in love with, and like she's talking about hanging out and like buying comic books at the same comic book shop I grew up like buying comic yeah. books from from Ides, and I'm like, oh shit, they're hanging out at. Uh, this this diner place, which in Pittsburgh it should be called Eaton Park, but I guess they couldn't get the the, the rights for the name of Eaton yeah. Park because I guess they don't want to be affiliated with a movie with suicide and homosexuality <laughs> and teen drug use. Yeah. So I was kind of bummed by that, but no, it's actually I was surprised. It's a very goddamn cute little movie. Um, I actually uh was encouraged to I bought a copy of the book because everyone on Twitter was like, man, if you love the movie, you gotta read the book. The book is super teeny. It's only like two hundred pages long. Yeah. One of the cool things in the movie is um, part of it is getting used to high school is Parks and Recreation of a Wallflower. <laughs> he ends up taking this English class with a super cool English teacher who starts opening his mind by like having him read like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and all these yeah. other classic books. Same fucking books everyone, everyone's read yeah. in high school, but to this kid, his mind is blown. Yeah. Um, the cool thing in the book is as he is being in, like being uh, told which books to read by his the super cool uh, English teacher, his writing starts to get better. It's almost like a Flowers for Algernon thing, where at the beginning yeah. of the book, he's all like, I went to school today. It was not good. And then as you can see that he's like uh, getting better in his English class, that he's starting to write better, yeah. which I guess is supposed to be autobiographical of the writer, because obviously the right guy who wrote this book supposed to be autobiographical and he became a best-selling motion picture movie author guy so i'm assuming he did become a <laughs> better like writer you, yeah i need to take some of these guys good. Good. So yeah good. i should be writing uh man annie should i be read uh to kill a mockingbird and i'll get smarter <laughs> yes. but uh yeah no to kill a mockingbird it's <laughs> i don't know gotten drunk before this podcast oh one last thing the whole big plot of the movie is um they find a song on the uh, on a mixtape and they can't yeah. figure out what it is because the mixtape is unlabeled yeah and so they have to tear their brains out they, they spend like a whole year trying to find out what the yeah. song in this mixtape was yeah. which is funny because back then that was an that was issue you can just yeah. google that shit not to be old man you just back before the day you could just google you these couldn't things. pull out your iphone and but ask I was like application to yeah. tell you what song it well, was well the funny thing is the song is a david bowie song and they don't even recognize it as a david bowie yeah even though these 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 all these fucking hipsters are all like hip to the smiths and shit like that yeah. they have yeah. a, they have the they impeccable impeccable indie movie <laughs> yeah. high school memoir music yeah. taste they don't know what david bowie sounds yeah. like I grew up listening. I don't know what a David Bowie is. I grew up listening to John Williams, and even I know what David Bowie sounds like when he comes on the fucking radio. Even in 1991, I could have been like, I don't know what song this is, but it's David fucking Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the fucking library, oh, look up dear. David fucking Bowie. Anyway, so yeah, Parks and uh, Flower of <laughs> Mockingbird. You liked it. You liked it. So it I've been taking a terrible movie tour lately because my wife and I are yeah, obsessed with Barbarella. Oh, well, no, that's actually unrelated. Oh, okay. I'll get to that in a second. It just occurred to me I did do something else this week. Uh oh My wife and I have consumed pretty much all of the um, uh, uh, the movie backlog of Gemma Arterton in the last week. We've been going to a big, big Gemma Arterton All kick. two movies. She's actually done quite a few things, and a lot, a surprising amount of them are good. Because, like, we did a tour of Tom Hardy. That was not a good, <laughs> not an enjoyable <laughs> tour. Gemma Arterton, she's picked, she's picked some weird shit. But is it Gemma Arterton? It is Gemma. Is it animated Gemma? I've done enough research. <laughs> she shares my birthday. What? She shares my birthday. Did Not you like send her a letter? Year, but she shares my birthday, which is great because prior to now, she my younger birthday or older? has been, uh, she's younger, but only two years. So it's that's okay. slut. I know, right? 
But prior to this, my birthday has been the day in which Gene Kelly died, so it's nice oh, to have something Gene else. Gene Kelly from Pittsburgh. There you go. He used to be called Perks of a Wallflower. <laughs> no, we watched two movies from by Jim that Jim Arterton <laughs> by her personally. Um, that uh, it was in this week. She was, are actually really fucking good movies. Two very different movies. Uh, this movie called Tamara Drew, which apparently is based on a comic that's based on a short story, where she is a um, based off like a comic book. Yeah. A comic, a graphic novel that's based okay. off a short story. Uh, but it's it's a, it was a British movie. It's got Tamsin Grigg in it. Who I love her. She was in Black Books. She was the lady in Black Books. Oh really? Okay, yeah. She's great. And uh, but Billy's it's about, got a whole full of face. It's about this uh, writers retreat. That there's this like uh, this uh, this like thriller writer who who owns this farm with his wife and they have a writers retreat where all these writers come visit mm-hmm. and during one of these retreats. Um, uh, Tamara Drew, played by Tamara Arterton, comes back to her homestead, which was right next door, and antics ensue. And, but it's actually a really great little, funny little character piece. Very good movie. It's got Luke Evans in it. And uh, it, was, it was actually... Who the hell is Luke Evans? Luke Evans was... He's the one who looks like um, uh, the dude who played... He looks like, uh, what's his name, James McAvoy? But he's not James McAvoy. He was in both shitty Greek mythology movies, both Clash of Titans and The Immortals. How is James McAvoy only done? What's the movie where they go in the closet and there's Narnia. snow? Narnia. I real hard to remember his name, and I, all I can think of is Mr. Tardis, and that's wrong. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus. Tumnus. There you go. How does Mr. Tumnus? Then he's X-Men. John Luke Picard. That's correct. How's he not done more shit than that? <laughs> Anyway, this is not where we're anyway, talking about. Anyway, uh, is really good. We also watched The Disappearance of Alice Creed, which is this fucked up but really good movie about these uh, this uh, these uh, two criminals who kidnap a woman for and to do the ransom. And uh, it's a fucked up, brutal movie. Have you seen Fargo? I've never seen Fargo. It's just like that, except without Gemma Gardens hot ass. <laughs> which one of these movies is the source of the animated... Tamara Drew. Okay. I put off Tamara Drew because I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie where her butt's all flapping around, but it's great because her character is... <laughs> she does have weird meat hook butt. No, I just like... I, don't I know. Because, yeah. Her character is great because her character is a young person who doesn't know who she is and is fundamentally unlikable. Oh, yeah? Which I really liked. But and she's then... sexy, but everyone wants to punch her in the face. Pretty much. I know how that feels. That's When <laughs> I was parked over being a wallflower, that, that, that was the crowd. <laughs> I had to bear. I walk around in little cut-off shorts. The Disappearance of Alice Creed is a great little crime movie because it's about how the relationship between the two cr- cr- criminals crumbles. Oh, okay. It's a really what role does she little, play in that? She plays the uh, Alice Creed, the woman who's kidnapped. Oh, okay. So she most spends most of her time just I don't hit me. Bound gagged and well, she. Oh, she, well, that's another kind of be, porno then. Shut up. She's genuinely she. It's a really good. Act. It's also I all I knew about this movie is that this movie is the reason why she got get as many parts as she does no, because yep. it, she's really good in it and also that no one thought that they would ever cast this movie because of this role. What they do to this woman is so fucked up. Like there's a point where she is bound to a bed. That, I could see this being a resume builder if you can say well just watch this movie you'll exactly. see the stupid shit I'm willing to do exactly. if you get a paycheck there's yeah. a point where she is um, chained to a bed and they cut her clothes off of her and then awkwardly put her into a sweatsuit and it's one of the most <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most like is excruciating that, is that how every episode of Mr. Rogers starts <laughs> Yes. Wait, why do they put her in a sweatsuit? You want to see Jim Arden piss into a, uh, a, a, or shit into a bucket? Go watch The Disappearance of Alice Creed. you Green. see poop? <laughs> no. It's a really good movie. Where did you rent this from? Uh, Movie Madness. I've been to Movie Madness for the first time in a couple of years. Anyway, I also watched, rewatched Prince of Persia. Did you write that on the label? P.S. Warning poop. <laughs> I also rewatched Prince of Persia and Clash of the Titans that she's in. Yeah. Clash of the Titans, it's hilarious. She plays Io. 
who is the in Greek mythology, she got turned into a cow. That was her. They don't mention that in the movie, by the way. Is she the one that gets fucked by a duck or something like that? Well, no. Oh uh, no! Zeus turns himself into a bull and has sex with like that, this grandma. Isn't, this isn't. This isn't what was her Europa. That's not. This isn't that. Wait, what happens to I after she gets turned into a cow? She wanders the world, the earth, as a cow for a while. She meets with Prometheus. What the hell wrong with well, see, the this is how I figured this out. So they don't mention that she was a cow in the movie. So she's not going to show up in the sequel. She's Ooh. also, I'm pretty sure she's, uh, what's his, not Prometheus, a Perseus. Uh, what's his butt? Potato Face plays Perseus in that movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's Perseus's great, 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 great grandmother. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, they get to make out the end of like, it's like, okay. It is Clash of the is, Titans. If that is the, that is not the worst crime they do in a great mythology, but it made me it laugh. It is a movie where they find a mechanical owl in a treasure chest and go, hmm, what's this piece of shit and throw it away. <laughs> That's a so. terrible movie. But what's interesting, oh watching God. both Prince of Persia and Clash of the Titans, these are not very good movies, she's a really good actress because there is a school there is a there is a particular kind of usually British actor they get put in these terrible movies and, and they have to save the stupidest dialogue they have to lend a little bit of gravitas but they to do the... it with gravitas and dignity and I'm like how do you do that welcome to Maggie Smith what she's been doing <laughs> exactly, for the last 15 years yeah it just made me appreciate Gemma Arterton all the more so she's just really sex, sexy young Maggie to Smith right now the, you know what I would totally believe her playing young Maggie Smith oh, yeah. but uh, she's I, to watch these movies that are genuinely she would make a good young McGonagall oh she, do we yes. have to pitch J.J. Abrams and George Lucas Young McGonagall movie. <laughs> yeah, Done. well, she's doing the, the Quidditch against the Nazis. There we go. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm down with that. Bill and I have an Starring AU. Starring Gemma Adderton. Bill and I have an AU oh. where, uh, yeah, we're, Je- we're uh, not Gemma Arterton. We're McGon- well, Gemma Arterton runs the Quidditch team at Hogwarts and is having to do it. She's like really Nazi rubbing you. against the broomstick. <laughs> Only All these ash, ash shots of her butt cheeks just grabbing that pole. It's really interesting to watch two movies that are yeah. actually juicy, good roles that she does a really good job with. Are the movies actually watch- any good? What? Both, both Tamara Drew and um, uh, The Disappearance of Alice Creed were empirically good movies. Does she live at the end? Yes. Okay, she, she shits she into a bucket for not nothing. All of those movies, I had to think about it. Oh, well, yes, she survived all of them. So she's only but, died in a Bond movie. I think so. Okay, yeah. But anyway, it was really interesting that she's a really good actress in shit, up to her neck in shit. She does this thing in Clash of the Titans. She's so much better an actor than that movie deserves. Whenever she's talking about the cruelty of the gods against the humans, there's Mm -hmm. this vulnerability. Like, she's almost in tears almost every time because she's lived how a thousand years contemplating the suffering. And I'm just watching this like, why are you acting good in Clash of the Titans? What are you trying? What's wrong with you? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, touring the world of Gemma Arterton, finding that she's a good actress, good on her, not just a hot piece of mouth. So she doesn't show up in the second movie as a cow? She apparently dies off screen, so, but not before she can have a baby, so there you go. But yeah, the, I uh, went and hung out with some friends this week. Uh, they, uh, I went and, uh, they have a laser disc player. I've never in my life Why? seen a laser disc. Are they disc. ironic about it? No, no. They're just like... What well, did you watch? We watched. I, so they show. They had this stack of laser discs that they had been given, and they said, "We'll pick a movie in here that you have not seen, and we'll watch it." So I picked some things out, and they had seen most of them already. The only movie that I picked that none of us had seen was Barbarella. So I watched Barbarella for the first time on laser disc, which I think is really the oh, wow. best. Way yeah, no, to yeah, yeah. You pretend Barbarella? it's nineteen eighty-seven. 
Barbarella, what a fucking movie that is. I haven't is. seen that since I was a kid, and I was, I was not old enough yet to want to masturbate while watching it. How All was it? All I knew about Isn't Barbarella... Isn't it like Duran Duran songs and shit like that? Well, no, the name Duran Duran comes from Barbarella. That's what it is. So is Jane Matt Fonda... Most, Isn't she having sex with everything? Yes. Yeah. Jane Fonda... It's a fucking weird movie. I swear to God, <laughs> if my life depended on it, I could not describe the plot of Barbarella if I tried. All I knew about Barbarella was uh, Jane Fonda apparently is half naked during most of it, and that gay, like all the gay men that I have ever met, with very few exceptions, fucking love this movie. It's weird, weird movie. What Foley think? Really crazy. Um, huh? What Foley think? Uh, she was like, "Why did you choose this movie? What's wrong with you?" Because I can see Foley not really enjoying the camp value of that the, film. The costuming is actually kind of great. Yeah, like there's such varied, weird costuming in it. Yeah, and uh, but what's, I was watching it, I'm like, "What is Jane? Who is Jane Fonda reminding me of in this movie?" I realized that she reminded me of Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. Like there's something about her I performance. I can kind of see that actually. Her yeah. wide eyes. Just like, to get to see her belly button. Yes, no wait, well, that's I Dream of Genie. I'm sorry. Of Dream yeah. Genie. But yeah, there's something about her performance. It was like a sexually liberated Elizabeth Montgomery and Bewitched. It was really weird. You know who produced Hell of a movie? Barbarella. Some dude who never worked again. Argo. <laughs> anyway, I, but then afterwards, I was like, well, I looked up a Barbarella Wikipedia, and like it's been trying. <laughs> Slow night at home. People have been trying to remake Barbarella like four or five times. I don't think you can. Why? So you know who was on the forefront of it? So it's essentially Zardoz uh, with a sense of humor, huh? Not enough of a sense of humor. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was, was kind of campy, like ridiculous shit. Well, it's campy. Have you seen Flash but... Gordon? No. Man, you should see that because that movie is that movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's kind of funny if you're drunk. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. This what? Like, with, with, with Barbarella, but I'm like, I feel necklaces. like I need to do... This is my grandmother's necklace. Do I know I do. What's the stones? I like gold. I'm not I a girl. I think you just stole that from me. That was my grandmother's. I'm going to say, I didn't wear necklaces. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to disrupt podcast. the Barbarella stuff. Could make really good radio. Uh, no, I, I uh, uh, can't remember what I was going to say. We're going to talk about Flash Gordon. Flash! Of the universe. Anyway, that's what I did last week. It's got Queen soundtrack. Bill, tell me about DS9. It's got Brian Blessed. She played Hawkman. Bill, tell me about DS9 Technical Manual. Uh, D Space Nine Technical Manual. <laughs> Whoa, I am drunk. Uh, well, protect you from hot hail. <laughs> At the beginning of Flash Gordon, the Earth is attacked by hot hail. You have to see it. Just it really is. It's kind of like Citizen Kane, where it's not very good, but you just cross it off. So at least when someone brings up in conversation, be like, "Yeah, hot hail, right?" And people, are like, well, yeah. Like on the back of the the laser disc for Barbarella, it was talking about how Barbarella evokes. It said two things that I thought was weird. <laughs> Barbarella is a throwback to the early days of comic strips. And I was watching this movie going, no, it's fucking not. It's based on a European sex comic from the '60s. Is that Milo Monaro? Uh, I don't know. That motherfucker needs it to learn how been. to draw noses. It should have been. The other thing it said on the back of this laser disc was, she's a female James Bond. What? <laughs> and I just put the oh, whole movie seen James Bond before. Exactly. I so the whole movie imagining James, like Sean Connery <sighs> playing Barbarella. Have you watched Skyfall since it came out Blu-ray? Did you guys buy it for your house or anything no, like that? Did you want to borrow it? Possibly. Did you, have you seen it, right? I saw the We talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, I haven't. I if you want to borrow it. I like, I'm done with the I Blu-ray. I Sam Mendes does another James Bond. He's a smart guy. 
Sam Mendes? You spent half the commentary going, really yeah, I know this filmmaker. scene's kind of bullshit, but I thought it was pretty. <laughs> he's a really good filmmaker. I like that dude. Mm -hmm. Well, supposedly he's going to be brought back to direct the next one. That's what I just well, said. No, 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 but I'm saying, well, before. originally uh, they were talking about the next two James Bond movies are going to be filmed back to back, mm -hmm. but he said if I come back, I only want to direct one, so it yeah. sounds like they may just, I don't know if they'll still just only make that first oh, yeah, movie or they're going to do, do something like, about else. Quantum and whatever, right? Well, yeah, it's weird they trapped that thread in the last, why were we suddenly talking about Skyfall? I don't know, you were going to talk about the, the hey, space Read any random selection these space night type the worst. I'm only bringing this up because for some reason I've been having a trouble sleeping lately. But the only thing that knocks me out is reading selections from the Deep Space Nine technical manual. It is the best book. It is well, uh, Star Trek nerds have probably seen these books before. It's just a book that tells you about how uh, the space uh, space station Deep Space Nine operates, and it is so dry, but it's still like it still tells you things about the like. The world building in that book is actually pretty impressive. It's pretty great, even though the illustrations are ridiculous. Well, they're what it's supposed to be. They look well, like it's, a it's, well, it's like the illustrations were made on a Mac in like 1997, and it yeah. looks like it. But uh, it's you, you find out that the uh, oh, the book actually explains why Starfleet just doesn't replicate everything. Because in answer? Star Trek, you know, they have their replicators. Yeah. Why don't you just repl you can replicate food? Why don't you just like replicate? Like if your your leg gets shot off, replicate another leg. Yeah. Your house gets blown up. Just save a replicated copy of it and you just make a new one. Your wife gets murdered by Barbarella. Someone makes her shit in a bucket. That's right. Replace her with a new replicated version. The answer is that the energy costs too much to keep on replicating things. Yeah. It's just too expensive? Yes. Which actually is a valid answer, I think. Yeah. It's not sustainable. It's That's like, fine. It's actual world-building questions in there. 3D print <laughs> I hate to be. I hate to be a, a, a writer of one of these books having to justify all the magical weird shit that goes on in Star Trek in terms of technology. Um, but yeah, I did a good pretty job of that. Also, this uh, Deep Space Nine... It's out. Its internal skeleton does not actually carry the, the the weight of most of the space station. The space station's outer skin is actually an exoskeleton that carries most most of the structural weight of, yeah. the, of the space station. I'm just saying that in case you ever want to know what part of Deep Space Nine is actually the load bearing part. I do. Deeply. I'm just saying. Well, when you're building your Deep Space Nine model in Minecraft, you might want to oh, know about this. Oh, of course. That only makes sense. Does gravity happen in, in Minecraft? Can you make something too, so top-heavy that it'll topple over in Minecraft? I don't think so. Minecraft's yeah. really weird when yeah. gravity, yeah. Well, you can you can just double-tap the the space bar and just fly around in, in, yeah. in creative mode, right? That's correct. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, everybody, that was a totally gripping first part of the oh, podcast. So, this is the part where we have to go... <clears throat> that, that, that's, that's when my naked housemate walks through. <laughs> Just th that's our passive-aggressive cue for him to get the fuck out. We're recording, motherfucker. Can we walk through your bedroom in the corner of your basement? <laughs> well, and route to question mark, question Josh mark. doesn't like pants. <laughs> Did you listen to the end of last week's podcast? No. Did you see the music that I put on yes. there? Yeah, it was us singing. Joshin had me and... Uh, Joshin was... Uh, he was doing some kind of... My housemate Joshin, he uh, does, sometimes does video and sound recording stuff for people, freelance... And uh, he needed help uh, doing a seven-track recording, so he had me and Dylan go upstairs, and he had us record uh, a recording of Still Alive, you know, the song from the end yeah. of uh, Portal. I thought it was hilarious what I put on last week's podcast. I should have talked about it last week, because now if you're hearing this now, you didn't listen to last week's podcast, you're like, well, I don't get to hear it now. What the fuck's the point you bring it up? That's right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> All right, friends, I can't follow that. We're going to take a little break and come back for the Geek Week interview. No. Baby 
And we're back. Hey everybody, it's time for the Geek Week in Review. What's up, Negros? The big thing that happened this week was, of course, the Sony 4, or excuse me, the PlayStation 4 <laughs> Reveal Conference. What'd you think of the PlayStation 4? Well, it was interesting. I listened to it while I was at work. I couldn't really watch it. I missed a lot of the game reveals. What mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting was that I actually really was excited by all the technology stuff they talked about. Everyone was shit-talking it today because they didn't show a box or have a price. Well, I mean, I think that's a valid thing to tease it about, but... The box! You don't need to see what the fucking box looks like. But I had this argument with Joshin upstairs earlier today. The point is, is they were trying to drum up excitement for their new thing. It's going to be a black box that sits on your the fucking desk. The technology was actually really, I thought it was kind of exciting. No, everyone seems to agree that what the, the technology stuff that they've divulged, it sounds like most of the basic specs are out there. And Enough just, that everyone seems to be, okay, this is going to be a cool machine at least. I'm just excited about it because they made a huge point of saying that they designed it. What I thought was very interesting was for being a global reveal of their new thing. I felt like the first half, they were as much talking to developers as they were to consumers. Because they made a huge point. The, the PlayStation 3 was notoriously difficult to program for. That's why you got specs rather than what it looks like or the price. Yeah, because they, they, they were talking about how we developed this would develop with uh, developers in mind. We dumped well, that whole the show, cell thing. We yeah. now, it's like a high power PC. Well, the whole show was designed for expli explicitly Western, uh, Western audience. And very specifically, developers. I thought that was I mean, really it, interesting. it was for press too. It was a press event. Yeah. But it's it's it's. They were it's, courting the develop. They were trying to court back the developers that were scared off by the. Yeah, I think they the know PS3. that E three is going to be where they're going to be luring the actual consumers. Yeah. Whereas this was as much as trying to get developers interested enough to maybe so they can sign off maybe some interesting deals in time for E three. Yeah. And not that these would be games that wouldn't come out till next year. Right. We're not going to see anything. But now. yeah, no, like uh, there was a there wasn't a Japanese person who showed up on stage until ninety minutes into the two hours. Until Talking about games. Yeah. yeah, and like all of it, like uh, they came out and announced that this uh, the console is being designed by the guy who made Marvel Madness of yeah. all fucking people. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Sony did the smartest thing they could, which was instead of well, the guy who designed the first three Playstations was it was it Kaz who was the guy who directed that or who, who designed that stuff? I have no idea. Oh, uh, Ken Kutaragi. He got bounced from the company years ago because the PlayStation Three was such a disaster, and so. Yeah, um, it's 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 interesting. They just didn't find someone else from within the company to design the next one. They just said, "Fine, fuck well, it." it the like West they... is the most important market right now. We need to find people in the West to design this machine. For well, us. it looks like they explicitly went to developers and said, "What do you want?" Yeah, which I thought was interesting. And they <laughs> even by their even by their own. Uh, uh, their own words, they said it's just a supercharged PC. Yeah, it's not supposed to be specialized or anything like that. Well, what I thought was interesting was that the feature that I got most excited about, and this is very telling to the PC PlayStation Three. Yeah. And I'm going to use the wrong language right now, and I apologize. The game, well, the system will essentially have three processors. I know that's the wrong language. There'll be a game plan <laughs> I didn't processor look at, yeah. and all this, but there's going to be one dedicated one for uploading and downloading, so that so patches. Weird patches and and games will be downloading like all the time you won't have to get your game and then wait two hours like I, for example i wanted to show a friend of mine heavy rain the other day pop it in my console i have to wait an hour and a half for my patch to download oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. and then an, another half hour for it to install before i could show them the game this is the playstation 3 is notorious for this bullshit that they had to lead the show with hey go, don't worry about it we got it 
<laughs> I thought it was funny that they had they had to do that because it was such a huge sticking point. Man, PlayStation Four is gonna be a bandwidth destroyer. It's, oh, it's gonna take. And that's so it. much of that stuff is supposed to be like instead of backwards yeah. compatibility, you'll have to stream games. Yeah, like so. Yeah, um, they made a big point of saying streaming games across multiple devices, and so they've stressed the Vita. By the way, my Vita is... purchase just became <laughs> yeah. retroactively smart. Like thing. yeah, like day before yesterday, you're like, oh, I feel kind of stupid Gotta for buying this just for Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Well, did you see that Assassin's Creed game won a Writers Guild Award for Best Written Game of the Year? That was the category everyone was like, really? Like, these games got nominated for the Best Written Games of the Year? What? Just because they were the only games that actually had writing Writers yeah. Guild of America uh, uh, members actually yes. on staff. But... And, you know, I did like... Did you finish that game? I, I did. Oh, okay. I did like some of the... I, I liked the basic ideas behind Assassin's Creed. I yeah. didn't object to the writing as much as others did. Oh, what Assassin's Creed to, Liberation for the Vita? It felt like... Yes. Oh, yes. Did, the, did the Vita game win Best Writing? That's what I'm saying, the Vita game. Yeah. The Vita game won. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought you meant Assassin's Creed 3. No, I saw Assassin's the Creed Vita 3 uh, Liberation. Yeah. LA 8-2. I don't want to eat a third one. Eat a third one. No. I'm also not going to eat a Cadbury egg that you touch that I can see is wet from your fingers. No, that's not wet my mace fingers. It's wet from sugar. It's leaking sugar. Bill, I'm not going to eat a third Cadbury egg on top of drinking. <laughs> Come on, diabetes only You're lasts a, a lifetime. <laughs> oh, anyway, he's all leaking. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was going to split in half with you. Bill, I ate two. When did they stop making stop Cadbury it. eggs as large as normal eggs? This is the thing that happened. These are demonstrably smaller. Which is good. That's about all I should be eating. Oh. It's much more manageable. Now it's like sex toy size. Anyway, I did not know <laughs> that the Vita game won. That's interesting. Yeah. My problem with the writing in Assassin's Creed 3 was not that it was bad. I liked the inner conflicts, like the father-son conflict. I thought that was interesting. I just thought the writing was very much so divorced from the gameplay. What? Assassin's Creed 3, What? I hear anything Assassin's Creed 3, even though I bring it up, I just tune it out. Uh, but yeah, so PlayStation 4 sounds pretty interesting. It's got uh, 8 gigs of RAM. The whole sharing aspect is pretty cool. The third processor is devoted to the sharing thing, mm -hmm. where you'll be able to stream games in real time, chat about it, watch them. Then you can backseat drive your friends' games. Hey, yeah. Annie. Hey, Annie. No, no, Annie. Don't, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Annie, what are you doing? Well, don't, it's kinda crazy. don't go into that pit. It's crazy to think. I we've, will, talked, we've talked in the past about doing I like, Let's Play I will buy a PlayStation stuff. just to fuck with you. To do like Let's Play stuff, or like we can't because we're console wonks, would be able to with the PlayStation for if they pull it off. Assuming everyone who listens to this buys a PlayStation yeah. 4. But no, we'll be able to stream, like, we'll be able to upload video and oh, stuff Oh, sorry, straight online. to Ustream, yeah. yeah. Which is weird, it also just streams to Ustream and not YouTube, which is kind of interesting. Well, YouTube doesn't, YouTube doesn't uh, allow for live streaming. YouTube now... But it does some things. It's limited. YouTube but... has, uh, they switched from doing live streaming to doing Google Hangouts. Oh, that's what it is, okay. So, yeah. which is different. Yeah. I had to investigate this recently. Um. So, anyway, yeah, the PlayStation 4, I was really interested in all the hardware stuff they talked about. I thought it was really cool. Then they started talking about the games, <laughs> and it was one of those moments where I realized I am not... The game, I can't believe the first game they show is fucking Killzone. Again, when they bring out that guy, and he's like... <coughs> I can't. I, I, I don't. I don't see what the people. The pe I don't know what studio makes Killzone. I don't know why they have how they've hoodwinked Sony into thinking that Killzone is eventually going to be this. Uh, well, the, the PlayStation's is, Halo. That's that's the only thing they have that has any. That's their 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 exclusive shooter with any sort of brand recognition. I they're getting Destiny. On a console that's going to have Destiny, why do you Destiny need Killzone? Destiny isn't going to be exclusive. Also, Destiny doesn't come out until, like, next year at the soonest, too. It's not going to be exclusive, either, so why put... They can't... <sighs> but they can't pin... Exclusive, but no one cares about 
Killzone, even people who own a PlayStation don't care about Killzone. Yeah. yeah. I own a PlayStation. I love first-person shooters. Yeah. I hear, I can't even... What's Killzone? What's the other first-person shooter that's exclusive to the Sony console? That, I, you're, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's this... Is it Insomnia? No, Insomniac Games. Who makes the other one? Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I have to go with... This is gonna... Because Homefront, Homefront wasn't exclusive, was it? Let's see. Play... Station anyway, so they announced... Well, building that, they announced that... First. They, they announced a new Killzone. Well, this is what I thought was interesting. The only iterative franchise things they talked about were Killzone and um, Infamous. New Infamous games. And I was... Was that an Infamous game? Yeah. Was it... Was, something about... Did they say something about superheroes and everyone started laughing? I must have missed that part. Well, it was weird. He, he was talking... He went from saying... I Wasn't thought, it something like kind of gritty and realistic and that's why talk, we put superheroes? I thought they were going to talk about... The fact that the PS3 Oh, got Resistance. Hacked. That's oh, the other resistance. one. It's Resistance. What the what was the one we were just talking about? That's what I'm saying. Kills I only have enough RAM <laughs> in my head to remember one exclusive one Sony uh, first-person game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I I was really upset that they talked about Infamous and Killzone, and never once did they say the words Uncharted. Though they they, they got to keep shit for... Uh, E3 is coming up. A, E3. And they someone did point out online that um, even though Naughty Dog now has two teams, the way that's got to be is they're going to roll out... They're going to stagger releases. Yeah. That only makes sense. They'll, they'll, they'll announce... Uncharted, even if they're just coming up with ideas for Uncharted uh, 4 that doesn't come out for another two years, they'll mention Uncharted at E3. Even if, even, if, even if it's just to say, hey, eventually there's going to be another Uncharted, not even announcing a specific game, but they yeah. will say the words. Because Uncharted is one of the biggest things that uh, uh, PlayStation's got going on here yeah. in the West. It's yeah. what, like, uh, it's it, Uncharted is one of the few games that is not an also-ran in a popular... It's, it's yeah. not like Uncharted where... Or it's not like, uh, what are the first two first-person shooters we're talking <laughs> about? Where no one cares resistant. about? Uncharted is the premier third-person adventure game yeah. going on. I mean, Tomb Raider is trying to ape Uncharted to become popular yeah. again. Yeah. They, like, yeah, that, that's one of the few games, uh, that's one of the few game genres they kind of have the crowning jewel of. Yeah. So, yeah, you, they're going to definitely talk about Uncharted E3 this year. And they'll, I was, they'll, they'll I was have a really, price and all that stuff. I but. was really surprised they didn't talk, they didn't, they didn't mention Last Guardian. I'm pretty much convinced that Last Guardian is going to be a PS4 game. If but I was thinking about Last it. Last Guardian doesn't show up at this E3. It is dead. I can't imagine it's ever going to show up if it doesn't. If it doesn't show up at, like, if it didn't show up at this event, it doesn't show up at this E3. It's... I, I think it's that the reason be... why they didn't... Even if, even if Last Guardian is going to be a PS4 game, and I think this is the same thing with um, Uncharted 4. I think those are both games that Uncharted 4, I love Uncharted, we know what Uncharted 4 is yeah. going to be, it's going to be another Uncharted game. And Last Guardian, they've been talking about that game for three years now. Yeah. Those are not things that are going to drum up genuine excitement, whereas an infamous Well, game, neither is Jonathan Blow's game. Well, that's the thing, I didn't get it. I, What's wrong with his all face? Those <laughs> he looks like Howdy Doody escaped, cut his strings, and like murdered those, a man. All those stole games. his body. I want to buy a PS4 because I'm intrigued by it, but I'm not interested in any of those games. I'm kind of interested in Jonathan Blow's game, and I'm kind of interested in... I love the joke I made on Twitter where he didn't... Everyone was accusing him of misting, ripping off Mist. You know, because you're an island solving puzzles and shit like that. I made the joke. It's not... Guys, it's not M-Y-S-T. It's M-I-S-S-E-D. Because he's depressed and he missed someone. It's missed. I laughed at my own joke so much while I was watching I'm still that trying yesterday. to approach the joke. No! Because people were saying I... it's a missed ripoff. 
Yeah. Now we're just saying it's not missed. It's M I S S E D, and then he missed because okay. it's emo missed. The way you sell that is you just go no 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 guys it's a totally different game it's not missed <laughs> it's missed guys yeah it's get spelled it? totally differently I don't it's Bill. sensitive Bill these puzzles actually mean something about I like my that parents they, are dead that Ubisoft was or it should be Ubisoft is finally able to come clean and say Watch Dogs is a next gen game. Even though it's coming out for like other systems too, it's yeah. they it's gonna be out for the Xbox and 360. Well, yeah. Well, it looks like it's just running. It looks like it's just uh, the Assassin's Creed engine, except now you can blow up cars and cause car accidents. Except the Assassin's Creed engine looked rotten. Well, this is that's why it's gonna look slightly better. <laughs> this the Watch Dogs, this generation's gun, where Watching, it's gonna be that happy kind of. It like, was interesting because like all the the camera angles and everything, and the way it moved, and to some degree even the design, it did totally look like. You can tell it's running that. It, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you kind of wonder if the how the way, camera kind of swings around as you're like looking at people. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah. Like in the way that Assassin's Creed started as a Prince of Persia sequel, I can't help but wonder if um, uh, Watch Dogs started as a. Well, what about Assassin's Creed in the modern day? And then it just turned into something else. Games, with every iteration of this engine, just the protagonist gets less and less mobile. <laughs> so whatever Watch Dogs spinoffs to, it's just, it's going to be the Harry Knowles game, where he's just in his wheelchair, just like typing stuff at a computer. <sighs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, you got, you got, uh, everyone was mystified by Media Molecule's poop. Poop machine yeah, sculpture granted, thing. I didn't. I didn't rewatch that no one. I just one. Heard it. That made sense to so no one. So they said they were, you were gonna. You be take able a PlayStation Move, your dreams, and upload them. And upload. Them. I like you. You posted. You pointed out that the only thing we learned from the uh, from this uh, PlayStation reveal was you don't know what it looks like, how much it costs, but you can upload your dreams. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was fucking hilarious. I was but very no, proud of my joke. You use a PlayStation Move, which I can't believe they brought up. Like not like. Uh, the fact that they actually gave uh, props to both the Vita and the Move. Yeah. Essentially, this a big chunk of last night was trying to give you a reason not to throw away that chip before yeah. the PlayStation 4 comes out. Yeah. Was well, yeah, use me uh, some media molecule. The guys who make Little Big Planet, they're coming yeah. out with a poop poop sculpting game. <laughs> or it looks kind of like you're sculpting stuff by taking an, a soft serve ice cream machine mm-hmm. and just kind of pooping it into thin air, and then making puppets out of it that kind of dance. And you don't know why you're playing the game, even though you're watching it, and you're just like, what am I See, doing? See, this is my thing. The reason why the, the success of Little Big Planet wasn't just that it was a creation. <laughs> you know what? I That success I know, has got to be in the air quotation marks. But I'm going to say it. The people who bought Little Big Planet, for as many people, for every person who bought it because they could create their own levels, yeah. there were five people who bought it because it was a platformer. And that was a terrible platformer. But I mean, that, the first game sold well, but like that game was not fun to play. Well, I agree. But ultimately, like there was a sell to it beyond the you can make anything because yeah. you know most people don't want to make; they want to play. I wonder if this is uh, their attempt at kind of getting some of that Minecraft money by Maybe. by, oh, that's by having point. it like you can make your own worlds and explore them and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas instead of playing a little guy who you're just digging through the dirt, you could actually just like make it like by making poop statues and dicks, giant thirty foot tall tall dicks your your <laughs> you friends have animate. to explore and yeah. shit like that. That's a good point. It probably is a a, a like a post Minecraft response. And it would probably be iterative like Minecraft. I, I yeah, I would imagine this is this is their kind of like interesting. I mean I I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I mean how else do you follow up little big planet? You kind of look at Minecraft and go, oh, well, people really just like making shit and letting other people explore the shit they make. Well, let's just do that PlayStation move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know how much of a game that's going to be. Because at least Minecraft Minecraft has the thing where it's not goal oriented, but you, like the act of exploring. There's still yeah, worlds. and survival. Yeah, and survival. Yeah. Whereas this doesn't even seem to have that. It's just like here, I made a bunch of retarded yeah. band. But I mean, people. Minecraft is a perfect example, exactly for that reason. Yes, you can just play in advent, like creative mode and just make. A, you can be like Grumpy Turtle and just make a um, you know a Western town for me to laugh at, but or for me to have a good <laughs> we time. We go with, back but, to that too. Yeah, but uh, you uh, there's also the aspect. It's still a game you can play. Yeah. Like, straight up. Yeah. You can play by yourself. Yeah. Single player, just explore. It becomes, like, almost like a Zelda without dungeons at that point, but... Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I'm just I'm wearing my show I, notes. But, yeah, they talked about... What I thought was funny, though, I did watch... What What is it called? Drive? Drive Club? Drive yeah. Play? Everyone thought that was going to be a Gran Turismo game. What I just thought was funny was that I was listening to this as I was working, and the guy's like, we did all the fiber technology in, as you sit... In the car, because the way this car game starts is you actually, you walk up to the car, you open the door, and you sit in the car. I wasn't like, paying attention the to that. The way the, fi- the, like, the fiber I know, he was talking carpet, about the, wo- yeah, the weaving of the fiber is, like, super it, it, realistic. It, it, it just as you sit, and, like, you guys spent so much time and money on something that people are going to skip. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, it was as much a tech demo as it was yeah, anything like, else. Yeah, tech demos, goddamn, what's his name, David Cage? With his old man makeup, with his old man model. Somebody on Reddit that? just put glasses on it and then just called it the Kirby Enthusiasm game. <laughs> yeah, David I mean, Cage, my God, fuck I'm glad David that guy Cage. exists because he's trying. At least he's trying to do something different. His shit was as useless as the goddamn Killzone demo, I where it's just it. oh, dude, it's just wankery in the other direction. He just showed up and he's like, "Here's an old man." Here, here, like, Boom. we could have the most realistic... You know what the funny thing is? He spends all this time and money trying to make real faces look realistic as possible. Yeah. He refuses to hire anyone who can do a convincing American accent. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, You know what? Man. That was funny. When I, when I fired up Heavy Rain and I was showing it to a friend, I forgot that we had changed it to French. Yeah. So that... And with American subtitles, because that game works so much better <laughs> if it's imagine. just a French game If you just American assume subtitles. just... Yeah, it's like a French uh, foreign movie. Yeah. Oh man, man, fucking! So what else? Like, like you can put the machine to sleep. I don't. I thought I was excited about. No, those. that's cool. That's not as bad. I'll buy it. Um. So I'm just assuming it's going to be a five hundred dollar machine. It's not going to be six hundred dollars because if you're Sony and you're designing a console to, that's a follow up to the PlayStation Three, the first thing you write on that dry erase board is it cannot cost six hundred dollars. Yeah. I can't imagine. I like the rumors are there's going to be one that's like four hundred and fifty dollars, another one that's going to be like five hundred dollars and change depending on what I size don't know hard what they drive can you save get. On, but... Yeah, see, that's the thing. So this is the thing. I'm sure they have a. Uh, I'm sure they have a price targeted. It's just between now and E3, that judging by audience reaction and how people uh, responded to this reveal, they can kind of fine tune it and decide whether or not they should have a pack in game or something. This is like what that. I'm curious about because a hard drive that is a part of it that just sets a price point that is just going to add to it. Like having a huge hard drive is going to stack on the price yeah how can they Unless make it you affordable people... but how would your whole system and it sounds like the xbox is going to be similar if your whole system is built around this whole idea of of downloading games and downloading huge media files and creating huge well, media files and sharing them how do you make it you can't do like the xbox did in this generation where you sell one without a hard drive yeah you literally no that's just going to be baked in every, then how, every that console adds, sh- that adds two hundred dollars into the price right there yeah, people just attach the you know what the nintendo's doing with the wii you the one of the few smart things they did they let you attach your own external hard drive how much is the base how much is the big is the hard drive on the wii u out of the box uh is it fifth no it's 32 gigs 32 gigs it's smaller than the blu-rays the games come on that they like xbox can't do that ps3 can't do that yeah uh fortunately like super mario brothers is small enough you can download that 
But like any game that actually takes advantage of the Blu-ray format, like f- actually fills up a Blu-ray, you will yeah. not unless unless you know there's crazy compression technology Ugh. they can use. Yeah, you won't be able to download that shit on the Wii U. Which means that that won't forces you to get an. Ex- but at least Nintendo gives you the option to get an external hard drive. Yeah. Uh, Sony, I can see Sony. Historically, Sony would try to develop its own proprietary storage. Yes, those motherfuckers. Instead of just letting you use an off-the-shelf hard drive, they would force you to use the memory block. Instead of the grown-up cousin of the memory stick. And Microsoft has made so much money selling way overpriced hard drives for the Xbox 360. I wonder if they're going to be smart enough to let go of that market and let people buy their own hard drives. Well, they got to realize that they need to let people have as much hard drive space as possible so they can keep selling DLC. There, yeah. it, it, like, if, if you're going to be shortchanging people on hard drive stuff, you're cutting off your own nose when it comes to trying to sh- also shortchange people when it comes to digital sales yeah. and stuff. So they got they have to pick and choose their battles, whether or not they want to be stingy and try to make an extra couple dimes off of hard drive stuff versus, yeah, they have to choose one battle. And it's the smart decision is let people uh, use external hard drives. But then... You make them fill like, them up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it, they're, they're assuming, like, well, I mean, like, the PS4, they announced, what, a 500 gig hard drive is in there? Yeah. Like, that's gotta, that's gotta add, that's, like, add you know right there. This, this drives me crazy, too, because people are upset about the PlayStation 3 was a phantom system, that they didn't announce the uh, the box or the price. I, I can deal with that. We got more information than I expected from a February press conference yeah that like but the, the shit i'm more worried about is yeah backwards compatibility which isn't that much of a big deal yeah. but it is for the first year or two when there's not that much stuff to play yeah. on a system you want to have old games that you can play without having to keep both your new system and your old system hooked up uh used games sony yeah. came out and did today and said they did not come out and say oh it'll play used games they said we will be talking more about that later on this year that does not sound good yeah um yeah, there's some issues about this stuff. There's, I don't know there's... how they can do backwards compatibility if it's a completely different type of computer. Well, that's what they're saying they can't yeah. because the... unless they have some sort of streaming solution. Well, did you see that? Well, that's what they it. said at the conference. That what that's the whole thing with their Gaikai. Yeah, they bought that that streaming service Gaikai. Yeah, but at at, 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 at the the press conference was the weirdest way. They essentially had a guy come out and say, "Hey, we bought Gaikai. Yeah, they stream stuff." Yeah. Backwards compatibility maybe me- means we could stream old games maybe someday. Yeah. Shoulder shrug and then yeah. he walked off the stage. It was the weirdest kind of like, who knows what we can do with this technology. Yeah. Bum, so bum, bum, bum. That was the end of his portion of the press conference. Something that I think it was Ben Couture or someone said on Twitter, when exactly did gamers get develop this expectation of backwards compatibility? Was the original was the Xbox 360 backwards compatible? Uh software, both the PlayStation uh, both PlayStation oh, 3... Oh, PlayStation 2 could play PlayStation 1 games, right? Yeah, just natively. Yeah. And uh, both both PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 had backwards compatibility, but it was software-based. Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, no. The original PlayStation, the uh, PlayStation 3, the one I had, actually had PlayStation 2 chips yeah, built had, into it, so it was on was a hardware level. Solution. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they, they swapped that out in favor of uh, software, yeah. uh, in favor of emulated games, which, yeah. I mean, that's the obvious solution to do. Yeah. Um, with the PlayStation 4, especially for non-PlayStation 4 games. Mm-hmm. Like, there's absolutely no reason why they can't get uh, PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games to run really easily on this mm-hmm. new system. It's just a fuck. They even said it themselves. It's a PC. Uh, it shouldn't be that hard. Um, 
But how much dollar value is associated with that, really? Like, of mm. course, it's a service thing. It's a bit, like but... you said, it's only a big thing for the first year or two. Yeah. And, it's, it, it, and that's what you use to convince people to become early adopters. What, what are you doing? But what in the you... long term, no one cares. Yeah. But, like, Nintendo, well, Nintendo's, I think the Wii was the first time that they ever had a console that was backwards compatible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's just never, within the last it's decade. It's been within the last decade. A selling point. Like, I mean, it's like, it's to cool. a certain degree. It's been a very limited one. It's, it's yeah. a hot topic for a year and a half. It's like, it's something that people feel strongly about, but doesn't necessarily. Well, once games that come out that you want to play that are native to the system, yeah. no one gives a shit anymore because those games are suddenly. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But these people who have this, this huge library of PS3 games, they have PS3. Yeah. Man bumps me out that I like I'm only gonna play be able to play Journey on my PlayStation Three. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm gonna have to keep that goddamn thing around my big George Foreman waffle iron. Yep. just to play Journey and just Uncharted Journey at device. least for the for. Uh, although I'm sure Uncharted will be one of the first games though. They'll they'll get those games running oh, yeah. on the PS4. Man, my coworker, we it, my coworker has asked me she's like, "How are you doing, Emily?" Oh, you know, I, I told her I'm like, well, I'm kind of excited because Sony's having this press conference today. She was very sweet and very game. <laughs> But I was trying to she, explain like, to her, best, like brain damage. Well, no, I was just trying That's to explain okay. to her. She's like, I just play, well, they're announcing a new up uh, the PlayStation Four, the next genesis of the PlayStation Three, and she goes, well, what's wrong with the PlayStation Three? And I was trying to explain to her. She's like, well, why would you buy one? What did you just did you just tell her? It's the PlayStation Three, don't you know? Oh, she was like, because <laughs> she because I talked her about old. video games and like. Like she's you should have stuff. asked her which iPhone she had. See, that was the thing. The best comparison I could think of was like, it's like the iPhone where there's yeah. a new one and it's new. But the comparison I actually came up in the moment is like, well, think of it. It's basically a five-year-old computer. And after five years, you need to change it because there's new technology. But she was like, but what do you do on it? I'm like, well, you play games on it. <laughs> you, play, you play Uncharted 4 instead of Uncharted 3. Realistically, realistically, I'm like, I'm going to play an Uncharted game and, and, and touch a bird dog. That's my plan. crazy person wasn't one of the giant bomb guys last night he described uh explaining people what uh, about any of this next gen stuff yeah is like running into like when you're a kid and you you, sh- you see something super cool in nintendo power and you're yeah. trying to explain it to your mom exactly. your mom just looks at you like a, well, see, that was like, like you're crazy specifically i was trying to explain the difference between the playstation 3 and the playstation <laughs> how do you 4? do that without sounding like a crazy and like person. well there's gonna be a share button <laughs> And, uh, you could put it up on Ustream. Lot, the social aspects are going to be a lot more intuitive. Eight gigs of RAM. <laughs> it's amazing. Smelling <laughs> like a crazy person. God. Uh, so, so that's that's shots fired. I mean, we got a new generation. I'm generation excited. Console coming this, out this is year. the first time that there's been this whole console thing that I have been really, really been tuned into console gaming and also, frankly, in a position where I can afford to participate. I was about to say, we actually, both of us kind of actually, well, unless we both get hit by cars this year, <laughs> yeah. we should be able to afford, actually, both these systems. It's so going like to be the a, first you know time what? I'm actually kind of excited So buy both these systems race. and buy not enough software oh, and everything Christ, to make it worthwhile. How much money it's going to be a $1,500 investment. Yeah. Because both systems are going to cost, it like, easily. 500 bucks. Yeah. I'm expecting 500 bucks for yeah. both of them. And then, yeah, any games and external that was hard one of the drives. I talked and, to my oh. wife about when she was like, I'm going to get you a computer for your birthday. And I'm like, I can't drop that much money on a computer. What we're going to spend, you know, if the <laughs> Steam po- box comes out this fall, too. That sounds okay. like that might be next spring. Though. Okay, good. Then that'll be $500 I can spend then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Assuming the, place, is... assuming the Xbox, you know, next Xbox isn't like doesn't have something stupid that makes everyone not want to... You never know. Microsoft could totally fuck up. They could shit the bed with the lights on. I mean, but at least the Sony... At least the PlayStation 4 right now, we still only know 
Yeah. We only have a fraction of the idea of what this system's really going to be. It sounds but, like what they've done is smart. Because when you look at when you look yeah, at the PlayStation no. 3... The people that have been in charge of designing and everything yeah. seem like they're smart people, so... What was, what was bullshit it's about worth the getting excited about. was the download... As dumb as it sounds, the update stuff. That was a huge ding against yeah. the PS3. They fixed it. The game... Like, the um, the social aspect of the PS3 is a joke. Yeah. It sounds like they're fixing it. You know what? Did you see that thing uh, where people were getting $10 coupons from PSN this week? Yeah. Just for being a loyal subscriber? Did you get one? Uh, I actually not turned. This is telling. I've not touched the Sony oh, actually, since. Then. I'm gonna check to see if I got it now. But I checked mine, and then I realized the last message I had gotten on my PlayStation Three was from. Well, there was one message from 2010. The previous messages before that were all from 2008. That was the last time anyone had ever messaged me for anything on PSN. My representation of that is kind of weighted because I got my Vita and the Vita network. And also, it's, yeah. it's the same messaging system. So I, I had a friend who also got a Vita at the same time. And so my Wait, friend Jimmy, oh, Jimmy. My friend Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Uh, oh, I feel bad. He's got that peg leg. <laughs> uh, my friend Jimmy, who now works at Dark Horse. Oh, really? Uh, got, uh, got one, too. So we were messaging each other, and it totally made it look very different. Let's see. Did I get Don't look like it. No. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> 2010, 2008, 2008, 2008, 2000, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, like, aside from you, you're the only person I ever see that's actually online with their PlayStation 3, too. Hey, look at that. You have James and Dashley online, Bill. Who's James Watching and Dashley? Watching Netflix. Oh. Oh, yeah, Okay. Anyway, so yeah, anything else we have to say? Uh, what do you think place uh, as Microsoft has to do with the play uh, with uh, Microsoft? What's it called? Xbox Three. What's it have to be to compete with this? That was my question. What was interesting is that what granted the rumors that have come out for writing the Xbox, um, they talk. They the rumor was something like the PS3's ability to download and uh, uh, upload and whatever. Yeah. Um, that was the big thing that kind of jumped out at me from the rumors. So I don't know. Well, that's another thing. Uh, my, uh, Sony didn't say anything if they're charging for place PSN next time. Oh, they time. didn't say a goddamn thing about prices on anything. That's one. There's there's plenty of things we don't know about. Yeah. One thing that I did think was interesting about the um, the PS3 was they talked about uh, that it will be predictive. Uh, this is what? weird. They said that based on your gaming experience, like let's say I put, they're gonna see I. I'm obsessed with Uncharted. I've downloaded way too many Uncharted things. They will predict that I will be interested in an Uncharted video, and they will have it downloaded for me. That could be a little dodgy. This is weird. They talk, that sounds what, like what Microsoft said, saying that you could build, no, no, make, is, and uh, sell stuff on Xbox Live. This is that he also said that if you're in, if they predict that you're interested in a game, that it will already be downloaded for you before you even bought it. They what they use the PlayStation Eye to scan your room to see what <laughs> stupid shit you're most interested. in. You have way too many dumb shit Mass Effect action figures. What the fuck is it with your Mass Effect? <laughs> we'll give you five percent off if you buy all that DLC again right now. Yeah. So. Hey, um, let's talk about something that's not the PlayStation. Oh, the 4. big news! It's the first video game console to get rid of the start button. Did on the it? controller. Yeah, they got rid of... They've combined the start and select buttons. Now it's just the PlayStation oh, Options button. That's right. Which, who the... Yeah, no one's needed a select button, button for a since... Well, Xbox what, called... They it... should have never invented the select button because you press up and down to select what you want. Xbox had called it the back button. Yeah. So... Well, now, now you could say that they have... Have they eliminated Bill or have they just replaced it with the share button? Have that's they just true. made the settings button something else? Is this the first thing Sony in the video game thing is ever invented not stolen from someone else getting rid of the start button <laughs> or the, the selected start button well because even like 
like to point out like the controller's got a touch screen. Yeah. The controller looks a little weird. I like do it. The like has glowing strange. lights, which actually kind of look cool when you're playing it. They well, changed it the like controller it's... to be more like a 360. Supposedly the thumbsticks are more like supposedly they're tighter so they feel yeah. like a 360. They made a big point of saying that they, they're they, not floppy. They, yeah, that they they redesigned the controller to be more intuitive. Yeah, and even if you just look at like the 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 like the the parts that fit in your hand, the little pegs. Yeah. Like they're like the original, like, uh, well, the PlayStation 3 DualShock, it's more just, like, like static pegs where it looks like uh, these new ones were more organic, like how mm. the uh, handles on the 360 controller are. Yeah. And it seems to be textured. It's, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't sound I, terrible. I'll buy a PlayStation 4. It's better than it's better than the six hundred dollar console that was supposed to launch with a boomerang controller seven yep. years ago. Let's put it that way. Yep. So, so I'm that good is... for Sony. I hope that they, you know, Sony is in a bad place right now, and I yeah. hope that this does well. It looks like they're making a lot of smart decisions. I hope it's not too late. Yeah. So they still have nine months to piss us off with <laughs> news and inf- information Phil, about how stuff God, is cost. But all they gotta do is say the words Uncharted Four, and I will be the dumb shit there. <laughs> Day one. You'll be the first for you'll, you'll be that person who waits three months in line just to be there <laughs> exactly. on launch day to buy Uncharted 4. Do you think, well... I don't know. I don't think it'll launch. I don't think it'll be a launch title. Yeah. But you know what? I'll buy one because there will be an Uncharted 4 <laughs> game one day. So what else? So what if an Uncharted 4 game comes out and they sold out a console and I can't play Uncharted 4? Bill, I literally cannot think of a worse any, scenario any, <laughs> in my life. Any flies to Japan. There's literally nothing worse that can happen to me than me not oh being able to play God. with my beloved Nathan Drake's. Man, a super HD. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. I can't. Wait. Uncharted. Uncharted. Okay, we, have, we have bought wholesale in the Sony hype. <laughs> Jesus I Christ. So, I Yeah. I, I, I don't know. All in all, I'm excited about the PlayStation 4. I think it's kind of cool. I made some cynical jokes on Twitter, but really, it's... I'm I don't know. Do you it. think you might actually get a Wii U instead? <laughs> <laughs> I like that the one thing that the Wii, that people actually really like about the Wii U, which is the whole um, uh, play mini screen option, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to do that with the Vita. Drop the mic! <laughs> Though, to be fair... Nintendo should have done that with the fucking yeah. D, with the DS and the original Wii. I never understood why they didn't do that. I'm going to throw this out there. They, did, they tried to do that with the PS3. They had, PS3 had a remote play option with your Oh, Vita, yeah, but they just never they really... Never, it never developed in anything. No, the only game that I own that I could do that with was... What was the Pixel Junk Monsters yeah. game and, like, Echo Chrome. And those are the only games in however long they would work why? with. Why? So, Nintendo's got to be looking at this shit going, like... How can they think they can actually compete against this shit? Yeah. Because it's... Oh, uh, we can talk about Nintendo later, but... Uh, anyway. anyway, let's talk about something that's not the PlayStation 4. You're going to have to tell me about this because I missed it by being a real day. 1UP.com is being officially and finally shut down. Yeah, it was announced... IGN was bought by former 1UP owner Ziff Davis. Yeah, so Ziff Davis is the company that owns... I think they owned 1UP since they since they were founded, like, like yeah. better part of a decade ago. Well, because 1UP was a spinoff of EGM. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was yeah. essentially its web presence. And uh, Ziff Davis eventually sold one up uh, to was it UGO and they, then UGO shut yes. down the EGM. Yeah. But they kept on one up yeah. and then UGO sold. What the hell was it? Somehow one up got sold back to Ziff Davis, yeah. the company that sold it off in the first place. Yeah. And then they just shut down the whole. The, the, I guess that purchase was just a couple months ago. And yeah, yeah they uh, today announced that. Uh, they are shutting down... Ziff Davis is shutting down 1UP.com. It's officially being shut down. It's not just, like, being disbanded. They're also shutting like, down GameSpy and... Yeah. To focus on AskMen.com. AskMen and IGN. Yeah. 
So though you know, if I'm if I'm Ziff Davis, I look at my portfolio and like I got IGN. Why one do I need up, one up? One up and... is never like it's it's I bummer know. that one up's going out of business, but yeah. it really was only like four or five people, yeah. and and they like. It was being run by Jeremy Parrish, who's fantastic. They were knocking out great content. Yeah. But Jeremy Parrish and the people who were left were pretty much just real uh, retro gamers. Yeah. And so it turned into essentially a retro gamer's paradise, which is yeah. great, but that's not going to be the most popular thing on the web. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, I don't think it surprises anyone that, it, that it's being shut down. But, but still, still yeah. this, is, this still isn't quite as cataclysmic as when they fired 95% of the staff four years ago. Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's the end of the brand. Who... <laughs> So is there gonna be a, there's got to be a line this long of people waiting to snatch up that oneup.com <laughs> URL. That's the like, honestly. If there's any kind of upswing to that, it's somebody cool more buys that. It's for them to sell the domain than it is to run the website. I know it's terrible. Long. Yeah. So that kind of uh, it sounds like Jeremy Parrish is still working for IGN. It sounds like he didn't lose his job. It sounds like he's just being shuffled over. God knows he's probably gonna become IGN's official retro guy now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that sucks. Yeah, yeah OneUp's officially gone, and OneUp is you know responsible for, for they they were one of the first gaming websites to really have a uh really uh, do a lot of podcasting. Yeah, like you know better part of you know seven or eight years ago, and uh, yeah, they, they were a big presence pretty much from the start of this console generation. Yeah, and died right at the end of it. Can you so. believe that you just said this website was pretty big seven or eight years ago? Yeah. Can you believe you can say that sentence? I still feel like the internet is new. No, no. It's weird to think that, no, I've been on the internet more than half my life. Yeah. No, that I've been online is... for 20 years now. Yeah, that's weird for me that's, to think That's about. actually more than half my life, yeah. It's weird to think about, because I still feel like the internet is something that's fresh and new, but no. Web no. rings. Web what rings! That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <Sorry. laughs> Join my, I just want to tweet. Join my, my web Twitter ring. account. <laughs> I'm going to make my Twitter join a web ring. Uh, after oh, Fallout man. from Aliens, uh, Colonial Marines, and Destiny last week, Ko- Kotaku is vowed to pass up writing single-level previews about games to be more honest, i.e. negative, about previews that they do write. Yeah, the, um, Steven Tor- Tortilla had this whole article about, uh, yeah, the, uh, previews, his thesis was basically, previews don't serve anybody because it's very much so a curated selection, it doesn't get a true feeling of the game. Yeah. Your journalist is inclined to get something out of the experience. Yeah, because this preview thing totally got fucked up, like, this did no, did no one any favors near Colonial Marines. Yeah. And also the Destiny stuff. Yeah. Sony, or, uh, Bungie flew a bunch of, uh, uh, press people out, up to, uh, Bungie headquarters in Seattle last week. Did not show them anything about the game. They no. just said, hey man, this game, here's, here's a couple slides of concept art. This game's gonna be yeah. totally awesome someday. And that's it! And so even the preview guys were like, <laughs> well, that was a thing. That was kind yeah. of a waste of a day and a half. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's interesting to see Kotaku uh, trying to get a little more aggressive about being honest about previews rather yeah. than just being... Because most, most video game previews, even if the game is bad the uh, writers will just at the end say, well, they've got a couple months to kind of ho- hopefully everything shapes up for them. Yeah. Even though it's obvious the game's not gonna, it's not in any shape to get fixed up in the last couple months of, of, of development. So, um, it sucks that it took, like, the release of such a shitty game, yeah. Colonial Marines, well, Colonial to kind of kick Kotaku in the balls to do this. Colonial Marines was, like, just the most, I think we no, can No, 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 I'm not saying it it's the all the most... fault of it, but that's the most no, recent. No, 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 but I mean, it was the most dramatic. Yeah. Where it was like, obvious, where it seemed like the previews were actually just bullshit, yeah. just manufactured. It was just smoke and mirrors. Well, I think what, what it was is that the preview that the journalists were presented with 
was such a weirdly curated sliver that was not at all like they, yeah. they, did, they I think the, it was the, on Kotaku the previews they had the were slide manipulated by slide. yeah, yeah. where like the previews genuinely look nothing like the finished product oh there's, oh, there's plenty of content that just like there uh, I was looking at one of the previews there's this uh, thing where you have to put down a uh, sentry turret yeah. And in the preview, there's this whole thing where you put down the sentry turret and the whole tunnel fills up with aliens and aliens are getting mowed down. In the final game, you put down the sentry turret and nothing happens. And that's just, you completed your goal and then you walk back to base. Yeah. That's it. Like, that, and like, this this was a big, uh, big set cornerstone piece. set yeah. piece for this preview was like reenacting the scene from the director's cut of aliens where all these aliens are getting mowed down. And that just, you know, they just cut that out from the final game. So. Yeah. And this is from a preview that was just like six months ago. This wasn't yeah. something from two years ago and maybe the sco- scope of the game changed or something like that. This is something six months ago that the developers are presenting. This is done. This is in the game. Here, check it out. This is going to be awesome. Man, Aliens Colonial and... Marines is like, I wish it is never going to happen in a million years because of all the people who are involved and all the legal legalities of it. I really wish someone could just write what happened, write yeah. the story of what happened. Because that just looks like such an epic cluster. Well, yeah, because you don't know how much of... It's Randy Pitchford's fault, the guy in charge of yeah. Gearbox. Versus, well, even just well, it's the terrible whole management, story, at least. Not just whose quote unquote fault it is, just what the fuck happened there. Because yeah. something happened, and we're never going to know about it. Yeah. Did you read? Uh, Polygon had a really good feature today about the failure of a small uh, development studio that made war games. No. It was fascinating because it was about this pretty much this two man studio that made war games, and and how things fell apart and how their relationship, their personal relationship, fell apart. It was a really a it was a well written story. B it was a just a really neat story. And C it was uh, uh, the sort of story you never see in games because when do you ever get to read about the huh. disillusionment of anything? That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. You the only reason why this story is 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 uh, they know a much detail about it and are able to talk about it is because it was a two man. And you know show. this shit happens all the time, but just yeah. no one ever gets around to talking about it. Or they don't exactly. have a venue for which to. They don't like, have a mouthpiece for this Gaming kind of... is such a weird thing because it requires so much fucking money, that even more so than, like, movies or anything like that. You never get to hear the story behind games. Yeah. Like, that's why I was really excited about two-player productions and all the work they're doing and, like, with, like, Double Fine and all that is you never get to know what happened, ever. At best, you get a, um, a, a disillusioned person who speaks out anonymously, but then you never know what their perspective is. You might get, like, indie game in the movie is. or something like that where but it's even just, then, like, a little guy working. Little guy. Yeah. Like, I always am so fucking curious about what the hell happened. Like, with an Assassin's Creed 3, how the hell did that game get that buggy and get released? And you'll never hear about it. Just because, you'll never know. Yeah, because, that, like, developers are, are, are press-proof. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I wish, I wish you got to know. Like, I, I'm fascinated by this whole Colonial Marines thing. And I did you see I was snarking about, about Randy Pitchford and then he tweeted then he back tweeted at me? You? I thought that was really great. That was great. That was great. So I guess he spent a big chunk of the week just like just going after people, talking shit about him on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess he was he was saying that he was he was not going to listen to any negativity and that he was only going to celebrate positivity about the game. Yeah. I don't think he got much. You know. <laughs> which which really clears a lot off his schedule. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's oh. move on because we're going on too long. Uh, Mass Effect Trilogy for $60. A five-disc collection of all three games for 360 PS3, and PC, but not Wii U. For $60, hitting streets in November. The PS3 version seems to be the one that's getting most of the DLC for all three games on disc. Yeah, I was just looking at this right now. Yeah, let's see. What's the... I wonder if that's... Uh, yeah, I guess they're coming out with the last piece of Mass Effect DL- 3 DLC. Did you see what that is? So, uh, it's called Omega, isn't it? Hmm. 
I didn't. I, I just heard that people were talking about it. I didn't see. Yeah, no, it's well. I, I I'm assuming they're not coming out with most most of the uh, DLC for Xbox 360 because they know people will still buy that. Yeah. Whereas these games are so late in coming to the PlayStation 3, like there's no incentive for people to buy that DLC, so they're yeah. just gonna ship it on disc. Yeah. And whereas yeah, the Xbox what, the 360 version comes with. Oh, that sucks. There's no actual DLC. The Xbox 360 of this Mass Effect box set only comes with access to the Cerberus network. Oh, yeah. And the Mass Effect 3 online pass so you can play multiplayer, but doesn't come with anything else. It didn't even come with the DLC that was day one DLC with... Doesn't with... seem like it. Huh. I don't know, Mass Effect 3 online pass, that might mean you get... Because it would be like Zayid and... Yeah. Uh... Yeah, because Zayid, I think he came with the Cerberus network uh... for the second he game. Did. But and, PlayStation... Uh... But that's it for the uh, Xbox 360 version. The PlayStation 3 version comes out, Bring Down the Sky, uh, Kasumi, Overlord, Lair of the Shadow Broker. Not everything, but mo like most of the stuff you need to Man, play the game. Like that's some good DLC. I didn't realize until you said that list. I'm like, that's some good shit. But yeah, that's everything you get PlayStation 3 version. You ain't get shit for the, yeah. the 360 version, which sucks, because that's the version most everyone's played. I mean, granted, most everyone's played those games by say, now anyway. I was going to say, the people who, have play, uh, got, who are buying this <sighs> are not going to be... I'd be tempted to buy a copy, just to have a single box that has all yeah. three games on the shelf. Yeah. If they had, if FemShep was on the cover, maybe. Yeah. But I think it's just Chef, so fuck that shit. Uh, I'll take this moment to discuss. I did get. I forgot that I pre-ordered like back in October. Uh, Mass Effect came out with, uh, with new Play Arts action figures. Play Arts makes some good fucking action figures, yeah. and uh, it's a Square Enix's uh, toy line, and these really high quality sculpts. And they came out with a bunch of Mass Effect figures, and my femship. Ashley Williams and Tali Zoravas Normandy showed up. Ashley day. Williams, I forgot you like Ashley Williams. A, I am one of the few people in the world likes Ashley, even though I think she's been she wasn't well served by the Mass Effect series. Yeah. B, I really wanted to have my my ladies rolling deep on the shelf. Oh, I yeah. thought they'd be bad. Are they posed? They're they action figures. They're action figures. Okay, because the Tali figure from Play Arts, I'm, I just Google image search. It seems like she's in the same pose for most of these. Well, shots. if you're gonna have them stand up. They're actually suit. They articulate pretty nicely, but okay. it's uh. That's, that's looks the, the they're clothing really, on Tali's. They're great little figures. How big are they? Uh, they're seven inches. That's not too bad. Maybe? How much? Yeah. Like twenty. How much were they? Did they cost? Yeah. Oh, they were. They're premium figures. Oh, so it's though. like sixty they're bucks like, a piece. I can't remember because I paid for them back in November. <laughs> I genuinely <laughs> forgot about At them until I point, got a shipping confirmation. You just relish got, the joy of them being here and don't worry about the they money. They got yeah. delayed like four or five times. I think these were supposed to launch last November. I must oh, yeah? have ordered them earlier than that. Even I totally forgot about it. Let me put it this way: I'm glad that they paid for me. They charged me at the moment because if, however, what probably. $250 was arbitrarily deducted from my bank account the other day, I would have shat a brick. Aw. Anyway, they're pretty great. Oh, okay, awesome. I love Mass Effect. So wait, just shit. you just got Tali and Ashley? Tali, Ashley, and Femship. Oh, Femship, okay. Is Femship good? Is yeah, it red-haired Femship? She like, red-haired Femship. I might just get it just for, oh, my man. My Femship is red-haired, so I can, I can very easily complete my Femship. I had a there. black Femship, and no one's going to make an action figure out of that, but still, I'll, I'll, I'll take though. generic Femship. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Aww. it's pretty rad. Speaking of the Wii U, it seems that Nintendo only sold 57,000 Wii U's in January, which is almost one-tenth of the Wii sold its first January, and less than the PS3 ever sold in its worst month, which was 82,000 in April of 07. Yeah, people started flipping out about how... Uh, well, specific numbers di uh, didn't come out, but I think it was Gama Sutra had to do the math yeah. from the MPC MPD results that came out. There had to be, yeah. like, uh, just some kind of... 
arcane well, I math saw, had to be I saw there was a great chart that done. was floating around online that showed the worst month of every console in terms of sales. Yeah. I think it did work. I think it was, we're talking about Sega Saturn levels of sales. Yeah, because, like, when they said 55, well, originally it was, they thought it was only sold 55,000, it turns out it's 57,000. Yeah. And I was like, well, 57,000, that, that sounds like a lot. That's like a thousand. Lot. Yeah. And then I'm going on to, on to NeoGAF, and they're like, oh, yeah, did you know, like, so, so the Wii, the original Wii, in its first January, sold over 400,000. 400,000. Yeah. The Wii U sold 55,000. Yeah. Not enough to go around in an average-sized football stadium. Yeah. That's yeah. how many Wii U's were sold in yeah. all of America in yeah. all of January. Whereas they almost sold half a million of the original Wii's in the same time period. Nintendo, man. And even the PlayStation 3, which is known for not being necessarily a great seller in America, yeah, yeah. still sold almost twice as many consoles in oh, its really? worst month. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, they sold like 80... Yeah. It was 80... Well, maybe not twice as many, but they never got... Yeah. Their, their worst... PlayStation 3's worst month ever, with it being a $600 console... Yeah. Still sold $82,000 at its worst. What or was 80... Nintendo... I mean... <sighs> This is this is why all the Doom saying has been going on in the last couple of weeks for Nintendo, where yeah. it's been like everyone knew that we you wasn't selling that that well, but this is like, holy shit, do they keep on going with the system, or do yeah. they try to like replace it with something new in the next like two or three years, or yeah. like do they virtual boy it or what? Yeah. I mean, this is only one month's data; things can change, but yeah. like that's a terrible beginning. What I mean, so the Wii didn't launch with a lot of titles, right? The, I mean, the Wii was no. notoriously always scarce with titles, right? But it had its, Is that know, why Nintendo thought with the they Zelda could get game. away with it? Yeah, I guess so. Because when you look at the Wii U's launch history, and like, of course you guys take... See, at least the original Wii launched with... For the casuals, you had uh, Wii Sports. Yeah. For the non-casuals, at least that Twilight Princess, with yeah. that, at least there was a core Zelda game. Whereas this had Mario, which was the upteenth new Super Mario game, so people were already tired of that. Yeah. And Nintendo Land, which no one gives a shit about. Yeah. And... Yeah. Again, it's the Wii U. No one understands what it's supposed to be for, and no one understands why Nintendo thinks it's going to be a big hit. And again, today, there was a interview with Iwata that got sent out in the wake of the PlayStation 4 reveal, where he was still just like, well, we don't know what the Microsoft system is going to be. It's it's We can't we can't really talk about how the Wii U will compare against these systems until next year, until we'll find out exactly what both other consoles are like. And like, what do you think the PlayStation 4 is going to be, or the, the next Xbox is going to be anything less? Yeah. Than just another big next generation console like yeah. the PlayStation Four, like it, like it seems like Nintendo's just willfully just like sticking its hand, head in the dirt, hoping that no one actually puts out a system that's worth buying, and maybe that's how the Wii U will be yeah. successful. That is such the weirdest attitude to take because they should be aggressively marketing it, not just doing this thing where when people asking them about the sales of the Wii U and why they're so terrible, Nintendo just kind of shrugs its full shoulders and go, oh, it's just the weirdest. They had this lead. And they biffed it. They fucked it up. It's yeah. just sad. So. But I mean, like, who's gonna buy? Who's gonna buy a Wii U? Like, I, there's there are more compelling reasons to go. So between the PS2 and the PS3, the PS2 had its rich backlog of games, but they made a good pitch to the PS3 to go out and buy one. Yeah. What is the pitch to buy a Wii U over a Wii? <sighs> They're remaking an old Zelda game. <laughs> that's their big thing they got yeah. for this year too. The Wii U. That's the only thing. I'm mean, granted they haven't announced anything. They can come out with a crazy announcement at this E3. There's also this holiday season, they're also coming out with a brand new Mario game. But even if they come out with a brand new Mario game, hell, everyone's already played a bazillion Mario games. Everyone's yeah. already played a bazillion Zeldas. And the fact that, like, they're like the biggest thing for this year is not even just a Zelda game, but a remake of a Zelda game. Granted, yeah. it's a beloved Zelda game, 
But it's just like diminishing returns on all this shit with Nintendo. Like the Wii... I think this is where they're realizing that re- yeah. regurgitating Mario for the launch of the Wii U that didn't work, and well, they're going like... to be shocked off their asses when people don't go crazy uh, trying to buy knockdown doors to buy Wii U's to uh, to buy an HD remake of uh, Wind Waker either. Well, the, what's interesting is that the reason why the Wii sold like Gangbusters was not because of Zelda or Mario. Exactly. It's because it they, was fucking they, Wii Sports of all things. It was Wii Sports, and they 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 lucked into this casual market. Well, that's the horrifying thing. This does not look like yeah. The, the, the Wii is starting to really look like a lucky quirk for them, yeah. rather than. Well, yeah. What was brilliant about the Wii was that it appealed to literally anyone. Yeah. Anyone, and that's why it's so liking. Unless you're on New Gaff, and then everyone hated it. But yeah. but hardcore gamers, whatever, they threw you some games and you had some stuff. But that's yeah. not why it sold. That's not why it sold like Gangbusters. Whereas yeah, with the Wii U, there's nothing like there's that. Nothing there's nothing. There's Nintendo Land, which is a little too confusing for its but, own but good. But with even a controller, like if you that's point too confusing. That controller too casual. Gonna... It still My... doesn't help that half the news outlets seem to think this is also still just original Wii. Weaver for yeah. a peripheral too. See, it's it's oh, man. If, it's I rough. think if you could if you oh ask me what was the worst job in gaming in the last five years it was the person who had to design a sequel to the wii because the wii was such a lucky break that how the fuck do you chase that yeah and yeah i don't what's nintendo gonna do with the next five years with this system when they're competing against unless it turns out the playstation 4 is made of aids (laughs) and the xbox kills people as in like it intentionally grows robotic arms and tries to strangle people and start house fires. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I mean, unless I uh, think I think I think Nintendo may go the way of Sega. This do you think it'll happen this generation? It may. I don't think they will. I think they'll still weather it out and at, at the worst comes they just Let me put it they just way. terminate the Wii U early and yeah. they'll still put out something out to replace it, but whatever comes out after this will be the big make or break like that that, that yes. could be their last system. i will i will give you that yeah if their next system if their neck whatever their next move is if it doesn't do super well they're fucked i don't know if awada is going to be around forever because i feel bad for all these old bros who've been with nintendo through the start because yeah, awada's been with nintendo for 30 upswing, years yeah and now their their last moment would be this it'd be like the what's his butt and the virtual boy all over again yeah exactly it's yeah. like to have your your last moment with this company that you've be this cataclysmic embarrassment yeah yeah Although, you know, they could have come up with a system that's not the Wii U, though. It's not like someone, someone stuck a gun to their head and said, hey, this make this middling thing that appeals to no one. Yeah. So, I it's mean, true. yeah. I don't oh, know. Well. Anyway, Peter Dinklake equals mutant. This is Bill's note. <laughs> Tell Bill... me more. <laughs> so, what? Who, <laughs> I presume you mean Peter Dinklage. Yeah, what a type. And what? Peter Dinklake. That's why I said Peter Dinklake. Oh, to Peter Dinklake, yeah. Bill, what is Peter Dinklake doing? He's playing mutant. I don't know if he no. I don't know if he's playing a mutant, but he's playing supposedly the bad guy in the next X Men movie. In the next X Men movie, yeah. I I thought he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it X Men? No. Okay. He's gonna play. I suppose. Well, this is the movie that's gonna be directed by Brian Singer that takes place in the future. What? I didn't know that was happening. I thought they were making another first class movie. No, maybe it's not only being produced by Brian Singer, but it's the sequel to that. I thought that Matthew Vaughn was doing it. It's the one where, like, the X-Men go into the future, which is supposed to be the oh, 80s, and yeah. most of the X-Men are dead and being haunted by Sentinels. With, like, I've never read with, the comics. With Wolverine and Kitty Pride behind him and all the wanted posters. But it sounds like, uh, yeah, it sounds like... like um, future past or whatever it is. sounds like Tyrion Lannister is going to be playing the guy who invented the Sentinels. Oh. Yeah, so... What I'd really love if it's Peter Dinklage just playing, playing a dude and not a little person. 
Because that's, that's, well, no, I mean, like, with, like, for example, on, on Game of Thrones, he's the imp. Yeah. And, like, one of my favorite Peter Dinklage roles is in a mediocre movie called The Baxter, where he's just a wedding designer. Do they even mention a the fact player. that he's short at all? No. Yeah. He's just, he's just a, a character, yeah. Which, and, but Peter Dinklage is a fucking amazing actor. It sounds like if he's going to be the antagonist in a superhero movie, of and he's course. a midget, yeah, a dwarf, or whatever the hell you want to call him, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be, especially if he's the inventor of the Sentinels, which everyone seems to be assuming that's what's happening, yeah. I'm sure the fact that he's a, he's a dwarf plays into the fact that he's built these giant titanic yeah. robots killing unless the sentinels now are like smoke monsters or some kind of weird it just makes shit, me but... sad my wife had this whole idea because she loves peter dinklage and she loves melissa mccarthy and she like two years ago came up romantic with this comedy idea. no 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 she big came and up tall with, ironically with the movie that pretty much it's like a better version of this terrible movie identity thief that's out right now she came up with this whole idea about how um peter dinklage and melissa mccarthy are estranged siblings and for um peter dinklage loses his high-paying um uh, corporate job and has to go live with his sister who um, buys storage units and they buy a storage unit what? full of like um, uh... this is Foley's fan fiction between <laughs> Melissa like... McCarthy well she was like she really wanted them to do like a ridiculous that's no... I just... so what about the storage units well they, they buy one that's full of drugs and guns and have to deal with the ramifications of it and Peter <laughs> Dinklage is kind of this more straight laced like guy and he's having to deal with Melissa McCarthy being a m- maniac and I was like, and I, it's so funny. She talked about that idea enough that a part of me was like, and what I loved about it was Peter Dinklage was just he just played kind of the 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 straight man and not a little person. Can can one of their allies be a pimp played by Anna Kendrick? <laughs> that would be the oh idea. Oh god, no, that'd be fantastic anyway, though. Moving on, but hey, it's 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 Peter Dinklage getting another paycheck. I don't care what I it's for. I love but, like, Peter Dinklage. I he is an amazing is, actor. He's, he's he's a huge thing on Game of Thrones, but this is, sounds like it's going to be his biggest movie role yet. Yeah, that's awesome. So and also it's nice to see him getting something that's not just Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Because as great he is as in that, it seems yeah. like he could easily be pigeonholed into oh, I'm just Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. It's nice to see him just doing anything else. Well, to else. be fair, he has. He's always he has been pigeonholed as the cranky, um, chip on his shoulder, like yeah. I mean, he's been playing he's... a very specific kind of character, even yeah. aside from the dwarfism aside, yeah. like like in the station but, agent. Well, he does it so well though. But yeah, he does. I, I, I'd like almost like to see him play uh, a character in a movie that's not just like glowering. Yeah, yeah. for once. I, I just he's got great glower. He played a love interest on Thirty Rock. Yeah, I forgot about just that. The fact that he's yes, a dwarf. There's a scene she goes to see him because she's like he's like you fucking you you treat only like you treat me differently because i'm little she's like no i don't and there's a scene where she, she she's made him mad and she goes to pat him on the shoulder and it's actually a child peter dinklage is standing three feet to the left he's like you and he storms off peter dinklage peter v- v- lejos yeah you know him inventor of one of the earliest you had him for workshop in ninth grade processes used in mary poppins ben hur etc and Bill doesn't say anything else. I presume he passed away. Oh, really? I forgot to finish. He did a really good job writing the notes. Oh, Peter Flyhouse. He was the guy in Ghostbusters 2 that gets enslaved by the painting. you never seen Ghostbusters 2. I no, I haven't, actually. Oh, it's a terrible I've movie. I've only seen Ghostbusters 1 and only once. Oh, Ghostbusters is so good. No, uh, so I only mentioned this because yeah, this guy, he was a big special effects uh, guy. Uh, people are saying that he invented blue screen technology. I've heard that he was only invented one of the earliest, kind of like uh, yeah. matte technologies. But yeah, he's one of the guys. Uh, his matting process was used in Ben Hur and uh, the Mary chalkboard, Poppins yeah, Mary Poppins, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, he just died. So Aww. yeah, special effects guy dead. He's never gonna walk on Star Wars. Oh well, so sad. He was like nine hundred years old. <laughs> he could have played fucking Yoda in the Yoda movie directed by 
Ben Affleck in Argo with his beard. Russia... He could play Ben Affleck could play George Lucas with that beard he got in Argo. <laughs> anyway. Russia's 10,000-ton, 55-foot meteor that wound up hurting hundreds of people but was reportedly unconnected to the even bigger asteroid that just barely missed hitting Earth the same day. Jesus Christ, space. I like that's not even a sentence as much as it's a statement. It's a fascinating <laughs> piece of syntax. Man, that meteor. I yeah. love that we got to see all that footage of meteors because of Russian dash cams. Yeah, well, did you did see, see the, the gif of the guy? Of the guy? He's, so you got your dash cam looking out and your cam looking in, and the meteor starts falling through the sky, and his response is to pull down the sunscreen. No, his facial expression doesn't change. He doesn't look up to look at this meteor and falling. He's just like, shit, man, it's getting bright out here. <laughs> gotta pull down my SUV. Oh, oh my god. Man. It's. I love the right. The Russians have to put up enough bullshit that, like. Russians. Oh, Sputnik's finally coming back down. I'll pull down the my SUV's uh, visor. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, that hurt a whole bunch of people yeah, and Sonic Boom. I was gonna say, just I love. There was I loved the fact that, that, that happened that... on the same day that asteroid nearly missed us, though. Yeah, it's man. A little fucked up, man. I'm sorry, you're gonna say something. Well, it's like the the they did they also recently come out with a study that said the dinosaurs weren't killed by one giant asteroid, but actually like a bunch of asteroids that pl- that bombarded the Earth at once. That's racist against asteroids. <laughs> The whole gang of them. <laughs> That's why you don't let asteroids move into your neighborhood. They start getting ideas. Uh, oh, says, God. I really am just racist and stuff. Bill, Bill says, next note in all caps, is all female Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, yeah. Wait, I gotta click that link. This is so weird. Why? I don't know why people get all head up about these Jason Reitman table readings. Because it's great ideas. Because he's it's taking great, great ideas, movies. But... So Jason Reitman has had this series. Jason Reitman, who directed one of my favorite movies of all time, which is um, Thank You for Smoking. He did Up in the Air. He's just a really good filmmaker. Um, did he do Juno, too? I can't remember. He may have. Anyway, uh, one of my favorite filmmakers working today, he has had this series where he does table readings of these it's famous be... movies. Yeah. But he'll cast them in intriguing ways. But it's weird because this is the only time I have ever seen the national media freak out about theater consistently. Yeah, every time he comes it's out and says... It's not like it's streaming on the internet. I think his last one was Reservoir Dogs with black people. Well, that's the funny thing because like, his recasting is usually some kind of weird angle to it, too. Like, yeah, yeah it was Reservoir Dogs but with really black people. But a really fascinating angle. It's interesting because he's kind of approaching these seminal films the way that, like... Your your local theater program is Persia's Shakespeare, which yeah. is like I gotta do this. What am I gonna do well, to make it interesting? Well, the funny thing is, he plays into the marketing because usually there's a pivotal role that he does not announce who will be playing that yes. person, and you have to yeah. go actually show up for the for this theater thing yeah. to actually see who it is. Yeah. Like people were saying that Morgan Freeman was gonna play Mr. White in yeah. in uh, Reservoir Dogs. So yes, have you seen Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, so Ricky Roma, who is Al Pacino's character, was is being played by Catherine O'Hara. From Beetlejuice. Oh, that's, that's great. I love Catherine. It's weird to think that she's old enough she could be the old one. Yeah. Like, uh, Shelley Levine, uh, who was played by Jack Lemmon in the original. Uh, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, 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 I'm sorry. Sorry, I got this confused. Robin Wright from Forrest Gump and Toys. Yeah, Robin Wright's amazing. How many times can I mention the movie Toys in one podcast? And the Princess fucking Bride. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Oh, yeah, the Princess, yeah. Princess Buttercup. She's playing Al Pacino's character. Oh, nice. That's even extra weird. <laughs> Dude, she's an in- she can be an intense oh, motherfucker. Man, she's so kidding? hot in Toys. She dresses like a toy soldier. She, she played the wife in Unbreakable. Oh, yeah, that's... Man, well, where's she been? Welcome back, Robin Wright, on the stage. <laughs> oh, she was in... Uh... Oh, no, she wasn't. So Catherine O'Hara is playing Jack Lemmon's character, that Shelley Levine. That makes a lot of sense. 
Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, someone named Maria Bello as Ed Harris's character. I have no idea who Maria Bello is. Allison Janney as Alan Arkin's character, who's really? kind of like the browbeaten one. Oh man, she'd be amazing at that. It's fucking Allison Janney, man. Who's gonna be um uh Alec Baldwin? That's the one thing that they're like, come yeah. to see our show, buy tickets. Uh-huh. I was saying it's got to be Sigourney Weaver, uh, Mae Whitman as uh, Kevin Spacey's character. Oh, seriously, her? That oh was my god, joke. she shows. She's in her? parks. She shows up in parks in recreation of a wallflower. <laughs> I actually really like Mae Whitman. But she shows. Everyone always. Makes you should see jokes. it just to see. She like. Girl, I'm never gonna watch Parks of a Water being. A she doesn't kill herself. Never gonna see. That. Oh man, the main dude person with the perks and wallflower. <laughs> He ends up having to break up with her. It's the saddest thing. Well, also, it's kind of a Scott Pilgrim reunion because like a, a guy who plays young Neil, he plays a gay quarterback in Perks of Water, water Flower. What, what movie are we? I can't you remember. You were talking what. about Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Um, young Neil is not in <laughs> Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. <laughs> May Whitman, Catherine O'Hara... Robin Wright, man, I want to see that. It's just great to see all those ladies in a room together. It's got to be Sigourney Weaver as Alec Baldwin's character yelling at everybody. Who else could? What? Oh man, who could it be? Alec Baldwin saying "fuck you, pay me." What does he say? I forget. Always be closeted lesbian. Bill. The next generation, best of both worlds, in theaters on April twenty fifth. Bill gonna be there. The end. Yeah, so uh, I guess the Star Trek Next Generation Blu-rays, the Season 3 Blu-ray is coming out in mm-hmm. April. And so on April 25th, all around the country, they're going to be showing the best Star Trek Next Generation episode ever, which is the one that where Picard gets captured by the Borg, mm-hmm. and he gets turned into uh, he he gets turned into a woman and made to participate in all-female cast performance <laughs> of Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh-huh. He plays Jack Lemmon in a dress, and it's kind of the Some Like It Hot uh-huh. kind of thing. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought that was kind of creative for the Borg, because they don't—they really don't value like witty casting uh-huh. in old retro movies like that. But they, that's what they do in the Star Trek episode. Mm-hmm. Also, you get to see John Luke Picard kind of half naked. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. At the end, because yeah. they have to take his Borg yeah. parts off. Yeah, and so he's like in this plastic yeah. shower stall where he can barely conceal yeah. his junk. Yeah, get to see that on yeah. the big screen. Yeah, so many chuckles like that. <laughs> So yeah, I bought two tickets to go see it. Uh, so anybody who wants to go with Bill, just show up know. and I get to pick who comes in with me. <laughs> the bell of the ball. All right, friends, that's the Geek Week in that's Review. That's it? We do... Yes. That's oh all you wrote down. I'm bad. I don't participate. The, the truth is, friends, I never... Poor Bill, he, the onus of writing the Geek Week in Review always falls on him. So I learn as you learn in real time <laughs> what the fuck Bill thought was important. I am the key was. master. That's right. God help us all. So God bless y'all. We got another review on uh, iTunes. You guys are so fucking tolerant of our bullshit. Uh, beloved listener, uh, Stereonite. I'm going to say I know, wrong. like Stereonite. She's great. M.M. Bubble. <laughs> She left the sweetest review possible. <laughs> God bless her. Oh, shit. Come on now. I'm talking. Let me look at it. The title of review for her review is Talking Tards. Well, no, she said, she ba- as I recall, she was basically like, it's not long enough. That's what she said. She's like, I listen to the Boyani podcast when I'm cleaning my house, and if it's not at least two and a half hours long, then I don't get and enough And Sarah and I does then. own a 100-room mansion in, in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Just to clean with the toothpick. <laughs> she cleans with a robot dog. <laughs> 
Um, also, we got an epic email from Gumpy Turtle. He's pretty much laid out uh, the future of the Boy Howdy podcast in terms of everything we're ever going to do. No, Gumpy Turtle did point out that our Steam, the Boy Howdy Steam group that Bill still has not joined yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, we can't do anything until you get your new computer. Well, no, the whole point of his email was that he pointed out that why Friends, a Steam group, is more than just a Steam group. It is, in fact, a chat group. Where boy howdy listeners can go in and chat. That's true. I just be... did finish a giant work assignment. So now I have some from... Well, once I'm done with Fire Emblem. That's the thing. I have free time, but all my free time is getting poured into Fire Emblem. Once yes. that's done, I can start chatting online. Uh, it has a forum type setting, as Bill points out. Uh, 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 is like... Uh, uh... <laughs> then Annie turned into Bill. Sad that Bill never played Minerva's Dead because you wanted to, them to talk about the plot and depth in the show. We use the Steam group to talk about it. Spoilers and all, with others that have played whatever game you've played. Is Minerva's Den on on Steam? I don't know if it is. Yes, I think oh, it is. Bioshock comes out in a month? Ah, shit, Bioshock Infinite. Did you see the... We gotta get shit locked Did down. See... We have to, like, play all the well, games we need so to get playing. My wife right now is at home. Oh, God, I hear the distant klaxon of us <laughs> freaking out in a month. <laughs> on the oh, Right over the curve of the horizon. Oh, my God, I can just hear it for the first time. Oh, it's like I just had a psychic flash forward. My wife right now is at home uh, playing Dead Space with a friend. A friend of hers who loves the Dead Space games got Dead Space 3 and said, you had to buy it so we can play co-op together. They're playing it right now. He's trying. He's like, we have to play it. We have an agenda because we have to finish it before Bioshock Infinite and Tomb Raider come out. So When's Tomb Raider come out? A Tomb Raider comes out, I think, in either March or April. Oh, okay. Super soon, too. So, so yeah, I got to make you play Fire Emblem before uh, Bioshock comes out. I'll try to beat that before next weekend, so you can. So when you come over for next week's podcast, also I guess the big news is also Bioshock went gold this week. I thought it gone gold a couple yeah. weeks ago, but I guess now it's official. Well, dude, going gold is usually always pretty late in the process. I wonder how good the game is. I don't know, man. I one thing that I thought was interesting is that, uh, you know they. <laughs> The, they talked to one of the guys who was a lead designer and is now, like, a minion on Bioshock Infinity. talked about how they cut, like, five or six games worth of content from Bioshock Infinity. I'm not saying it's Colonial Marines, but... <laughs> oh, just because it's... I think Ken Levine really believes strongly Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not, that but I'm work. just saying, you never know, though. I mean... I think I think one of the reasons... So, from, from what I can glean... Uh, again, we don't know because it's goddamn games. Uh... What I glean from Ken Levine's teaching style, or like not teaching, but leading leadership style, is we'll he'll go along, we'll go with something, they'll talk about something, they'll talk about something, and if he thinks it's not working, then he'll cut it without fucking concern for your feelings, which explains why they had that that head like losing that head count because there's only so many times you're gonna go through that cycle before you fucking walk. Were you the person telling me crazy stories about Ken Levine? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Somebody was. I can't remember who, but yeah. Um, but uh, I've heard multiple crazy stories about Kevin Levine being super cool. I mean, he's not a bad. He's not. Uh, he's not a bad game I think maker. It was Matt he who makes was good me about games. That, yeah. I mean, if you look, I mean, Bioshock is an amazing game. No, he's a super sweetheart. I've listened to him on podcasts, like, but it, like, he seems like a smart dude. But it seems like his leadership style is intense because he's not. He'll make you. He'll let you work on something for a year and a half, and then as throw long it as in the garbage. As long as he's not. Who's the guy who made uh, uh, Too Human? As long as he's not oh, Dennis Dyack, no, up, he's not. Dennis that's Dyack. all you have to watch it out for. It feels like he's the opposite of Dennis Dyack because he, at the end of the day, he's not too precious with shit. Yeah, he's not afraid. Well, of if cut, they cut six games worth of game, game from. Oh, that same designer came out and said in that same interview that originally he was pitching that um, Bioshock, the next Bioshock game, be set in the Renaissance. And the only reason why they didn't go with that route is that then Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed came out, and they're like, "Oh, we can't do." Can you imagine Bioshock being set in the Renaissance? 
Renaissance. I know. Assuming it wouldn't have been underwater. It would have been some kind of new thing. I wonder if that would have been a floating city. Divine, Maybe. Designed by Da Vinci. Yeah. Uh, hey. Huh. Yeah. Wow. That could have been very cool. I'll, I'll, I'll take 1912 Pinkerton yeah, I'm shootouts super, I'm super over the over, over the Midwest instead. This is a but... period of history that you don't get I still wonder see, if they're still going to keep all the... Um, we can save all the shit for the Bioshock. Oh, what I was going to ask podcast, was, did you but... see the... No, you don't watch any of the trailers. The no, I have been locked down. Yeah. I liked the most... There's a line... There were a line in the most recent trailer that I really, was really it? liked. She said something along the lines of, like... Um, uh, she says to Booker, she says, Do you fear God? And he goes, No, I fear you. And I'm like, oh, Damn! Then she grows wings. <laughs> and chops it in half. <laughs> no, she shoots her... She punch, she she punches her own tits milk shoots out. <laughs> sprays all over the camera lens. And it says, Bioshock in front of Oh, God. You hear titty deflates. <laughs> hey, Cole. Hey, everybody. This is the Boy Howdy Podcast. As always, we're at Boy Howdy Podcast on the Twitter. Boyhowdypodcast.com is our website. You can use our contact form or holler. Yeah, Grumpy Turtle, we'll get back to you about uh, our, our, our plans for uh, Bill, social stuff. Bill will one day join our Steam group. I'm and then busy. I'm play. <laughs> Bill has been busy. Uh, what else do I usually say at the end of this stuff? Thank but you, as sex. always, for your kind words and is reviews. Is there and... multiplayer in, in, in Bioshock? No, they jettisoned it, remember? Okay, so there's oh, not going to be any You haven't read any of this. That's what I'm saying. The, um, there was, there was multiplayer in development. They couldn't figure out what it was. At one point, you were basically inside a, almost like a pinball board, and you played different characters, like, you telling figures, me about this, yeah. Playing out in this board, and it was going to be, like, wave-based, sort of, like, horde uh, mode sort of thing. Yeah, I can't and... imagine why they got rid of that. I mean, this well, sounds like it could potentially be cool, they, but... They were told by the publisher to tack on multiplayer, because it worked okay So they decided Bioshock to do it on too. their own terms, They yeah. tried, and it didn't work, so Ken Levine cut it. They decided to cut it. They just made it a pinball game that people take turns, like, like, oh, let's have fun. That's the sort of thing where, honestly, I feel like the needs of a single-player game and the needs of a multiplayer game are so different. What is the harm in, in handing off a multiplayer to another development team? As long, yeah, as, Levine, as long as it does take resources from the main game. That's my thing. Well, that's what Ken Levine ultimately chose. Like, I don't want this to take resources. Yeah. You know? Because I think about, like, how much better would Uncharted be if they didn't have a, a team that had to work on multiplayer? Yeah. You know? Uncharted 3 could have been better. I know. Charter 2 is fucking nearly perfect and yeah. that had multiplayer and that didn't suffer for that. Yeah. Unless it would have been so perfect we would have just ripped our eyeballs out. <laughs> and just fucking mailed them to Sony saying thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Amy Henning. Anyway, this has been our um, Boy Hattie podcast masturbating to Chloe Frazier corner. Uh, we'll talk to y'all next slick. week. How good can Uncharted be? No, how good can Bioshock be if you don't have babies from the future come out and <laughs> fight with you? Tell come on. <laughs> Uh, Alright friends, we'll talk to y'all next week. Take care. Take care guys. Like dolphins can swim.